0: This is Amateur Logic, Episode 105, for June fifteenth, 2017. This episode of Amateur Logic was brought to you by MFJ, the world leaders in ham radio accessories at mfjenterprises.com, and by ICOM, and the Phil Day-approved IC7300HF transceiver. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Amateur Logic. I'm George. I'm Tommy. I'm Peter. I'm And it's great to be back with you. We've uh, we've got a fun show lined up tonight, don't we?
1: Yeah, we sure do. We uh, we went on a little bit of a journey since we were here last time. We we
0: have. We've been to Dayton, have mentioned. Before we get too far, though, we'd, a couple of things we want to mention. Uh, we generally uh, always mention at the first of the show that uh, when we're streaming live, which is right now, yep. unless you're watching a recording, and then that's not live. No. Nope. But when we are live, we've got a chat room going on, and that's uh, <laughs> amateurlogictv <laughs> <laughs> <Amatrologic>. <laughs> slash chat. Well, there'll be no laughing on the show tonight.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, I'm, sure oh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there is, too. Uh, so, uh, we got a lot of stuff lined up to go on here, but join them over in the chat room. It's a, a group of folks, and they're having a big time, and we peek in it every now and then when they're not looking. And we come up with some, some good stuff out there.
1: Oh, yeah. If you're not in the chat room, you're missing out on a lot of the... Uh, The live entertainment. Yep. So,
0: uh, that being said, Hamvention, new year at Hamvention. Yeah, new location. New location. It's going to be a little longer than the average show tonight. We just need to get that out of the way. This
1: is like the Hamvention mega show. Hey, there's there's your name right there. There's your title. title? That'll work. (laughs) George and Tom's Excellent Adventure, huh?
0: Uh Yeah, George and uh, uh, Tommy's Excellent Adventure version
1: 2.0. That was a cue the, Cue the air guitars. <laughs> yeah. Party on, George. Party on, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: if she, <laughs> I won't go there. <laughs> that's
1: actually why we got to laughing pretty hard about the Wayne's yeah, World it stuff. It was
0: some Wayne's World stuff earlier. Um, and how can you not? You
1: know, oh, that's a you classic. It is a classic
0: it it's just one of the great moments in american literature film <laughs> film close enough <laughs> well uh, a lot of things going on tonight uh, we've got i didn't even count them but at least 20 pieces of video tonight yeah that, uh, the, that we're pretty close show. to that pretty close to that it's actually 21 if you count the intro and the close but we won't we won't count
1: no well, we'll count them. it makes it sound Okay,
0: Better. we've got 21 pieces of video tonight, counting the intro and the close, and uh, it's some good stuff in here. It's a little, you know, we try to do something a little bit different Yeah. whenever the opportunity arises, and it arose a little bit this year, didn't oh,
1: it? Oh, it did. It did. So this this show's kind of different uh, than a lot of the other hand benching ones we've done. It we is. We met some really interesting mm-hmm.
0: people. We did. Um Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, we met uh, a longtime friend of the show. Yeah, Jerry Uh, Ellsworth. Yep. Uh, She was there this year, and there you go right there. You might recognize Jerry. She's done a lot of videos on YouTube, Uh, real uh, technical stuff, uh, very interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And she hasn't been on much lately but she's going to tell us a little bit about what's been going on right a little later
2: in the show here uh peter do you know jerry uh she's one of, we we friended some time ago on uh on facebook um i think it's on facebook or or something like that anyway but uh yeah no i, I know Jer- i've seen lots of jerry's videos um and uh yeah she's uh, she's actually become a ham recently mm mm-hmm. Uh, Emil, are you familiar with Jerry?
3: Yeah. In in fact, uh, I remember the first video I ever saw was the uh, Commodore 64 uh, Mm -hmm. hybrid bass guitar. guitar? Yeah, that was pretty
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. So anyway, we we had a great visit with her and and a lot of other people Mm -hmm. tonight, too. So why don't we get right on into it? And we're going to just, I don't know that it'll work out. We're going to try to keep our chatter between segments. Down a little bit if we can, if we can. Yeah. Other,
1: otherwise, we're going to be here most of the evening.
0: Yeah, and into the morning. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh first piece of video here. Well, this is this is an interesting looking antenna that that we saw. uh I ha- we had to stop. Oh yeah. We saw yeah, it. Yeah, I've never, I haven't really seen one quite like it before. And this is this was at the Elad booth, I believe. It was. We're in the ELAD booth here at Hamvention, and I'm talking with Sergio, who is building a loop antenna that's distributed by ELAD. What's the name of your company and the story of this loop?
4: Ah, The name of uh, our company is Ciro Mazzoni Radio Comunicazioni, based in in Italy, in Verona. The story uh, started 20 years ago uh, for uh, an idea of my father, Ciro, uh, Italy 3 VHF. Uh, uh, he has an idea but uh, we uh, don't construct an antenna uh, for who don't have a space for install a dipole and the Yagi or and uh, was born the loop antenna
0: it, this is a unique design I, we just saw it move it's tell us how it works
4: oh there is a uh, capacitor in uh, in the air, uh, and uh, is, the l- the linear actuator open and close the capacitor for tuning the antenna uh, in the in the frequency that you choose. Uh, the variable is in the air and uh, support four and five uh, four hundred and fifty watts uh, up to twenty one megahertz and after and one kilowatts uh, from 22 uh, and in 10 meters this is the baby loop one meter and there is uh, another uh, type of loop antenna the midi loop uh, for a starting 80 meters to 10 meters uh, 20 meters sorry it uh, is the same there is an uh, a, a capacitor and actuator, linear actuator, that uh, uh, through the uh, automatic tuner, uh, tuning the antenna, uh, and uh, you can uh, connect the uh, ATU to the radios, commercial radios, ICOM, Kenwood, yesu, uh, Aircraft, and uh, Elad Duo uh, for using this antenna.
0: So, I don't have to worry about tuning it myself just hit the tune button and it will find the frequency and adjust
4: uh, Yes, yes uh, you choose the frequency by the radio or the keyboard uh, and uh, after the the, the ATU uh, input and voltage to the linear actuator and open and close the capacitor the, the
0: Does it change fast? Does it tune fast?
4: Yes, eleven second to uh, uh, forty to ten meters. Eleven second.
0: That's not bad.
4: <laughs> yes.
0: Well, thanks for talking with us. This is a very interesting product, and we look forward to hearing more about it in the future.
4: Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: Those are really cool, man, in the. It really doesn't do justice to the size no. of it. That one wasn't that big and it's amazing the the bandwidth for that thing, the coverage for it and then that big one, it was just huge. Oh yeah, it was I mean, you know you
0: could have jumped through it, it was so big. Oh yeah, it was,
1: it, it, but it they're was, really cool. They were a little bit pricey for me but uh, if you could afford it, it looks like a pretty nice antenna. Yeah.
0: Very, very nice looking. I've never seen one just like that with the the plates of the air capacitor right there at the top mm-hmm. and rather than turning the capacitor it just moved the whole arm in and out uh-huh. to, to yeah it's to very top. very cool that was pretty slick and when we talked to him getting set up for the interview there interesting story he <laughs> he says uh, you know he's, he's from Italy and his English is not very good please talk slow <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: I said I'm from the south that won't be a problem we do that anyway
5: good (laughs) yeah
1: yes
0: so anyway uh that that was good to see that you know we we'd never met him before but there were plenty of people there we had met before Mm -hmm. and some hijinks ensued
6: (laughs) i'm just messing with you
0: i'm here with gordon west wb6noa gordo it's good to see you again live and in person
6: George, it is a fabulous ham fest, huh? Boy, it is.
0: It's. Uh, I would say it's as big as it's been uh, every year.
6: You know, that was interesting. Everybody was saying, well, should I go, should I not go? This is the first one. And by golly, they came, and they came in numbers. But the very best part was the thunder and lightning. I was ready to run, and George knew it was cloud to cloud. How do you know these things? You, like, never hit a tower, right?
0: Uh, well, I don't know that it didn't hit a tower. I mean, it could have. It just wasn't going to get us inside that metal building, It was, was my thinking on it. But we just wanted to thank you for all you do for making new hams and upgrading hams with all your great books.
6: Well, we so much appreciate uh, hearing that, George. And, you know, a lot of folks, they come up and they say, I watch uh, Tommy and George on Amateur Logic And that's how we decided to either get a license or do an upgrade. So you kids, you're making it happen. Well,
0: we're trying and we're promoting your books. Whenever we are not sure about the answer to something... We pull out your book and see. Let's see what Gordo said about this.
6: Well, I'm not right every time, but, you know, we have a lot of uh, your viewers and listeners and uh, those that write in saying, you could have said it a little bit better this way. I take copious notes, and then on the next printing, we say it that way.
0: So where, where are you off to now? I know you've got something else that you're in a rush to, to make.
6: Oh, yeah. No, never in a rush, but on a very tight timetable. Yes, in a rush. Uh, amateur television, uh, we're going to be covering that. And then at 2.30, we'll be doing the teacher's forum, how to get more kids into our hobby.
0: Uh, we could really use some more. There's a lot of really old kids getting in.
6: Uh, yep, uh, me included, uh, yeah. Uh, leading the pack. But, you know, ham radio is such a great balance of new and used and new young kids and old kids. It's for everybody, a hobby and a service.
0: Thanks, Gordo.
6: Thank you, George. Thank you, Tommy.
1: He's a rock star, man. Man, he is. Rocking that shirt, man. I mean, no, nobody <laughs> yeah. else can pull that shirt off. Nobody. He does it with style. He does. And,
0: you know, we say that we go to Gordo's books. Yeah, Whenever book. we got a question about something, I mean, <laughs> we're telling the truth, you know. The Book of Gordo. <laughs> the Book of Gordo. Uh, it really is an uh, excellent way to study. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's not just questions and answers in there. It's um, a lot of Background in depth. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, something. they're great books,
1: and he, he goes in a lot of detail explaining all of it. He does.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see, what have we got next here, Tommy? This is an interview that uh, that you yeah. did.
1: Yeah, the uh, everybody. All the hams are kind of interested in Linux, so we ran into the Linux and the Ham Shack guys. Well, we are walking around through here, and I ran into the Linux and the Ham Shack guys. How you guys doing?
7: Yeah, well, I'm doing fine. It's been a good long show. A little tired. We uh, didn't have any ho- uh, power in our hotel room, so we're a little stressed out because we didn't get to bed until like two in the morning. But it's been a long day. But I'm doing all right. It's been the traffic's been amazing, so can't can't complain about the show so far.
1: <laughs> yeah, we one year we came out and we didn't have AC in our hotel room, so it was Neither pretty either. long. So <laughs> yeah, we <had> nothing, nothing. <laughs> But uh, I like you guys' call signs: K5TUX and NE4RD. Uh, what, what's your name? My name is
7: Russ. I don't know if you want my full name, but uh, uh, Russ Woodman. That's my, my full name, and uh, K5TUX, of course, because Linux in the Ham Shack got this vanity call a few years ago, and that's why I do that. And he got his, of course, because he's a nerd. Yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. I'm, I'm Bill Stearns, N4RD, and yeah, I'm I'm a nerd. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you run Linux, you're supposed to be a nerd, right? At least somewhat. So tell,
1: I'm familiar with your podcast, but tell us about uh, tell the guys out there about it. It May be some people
7: that not uh, familiar with it yet. Okay, what it is is we are sort of uh, advocates for open source in the ham radio world, and the other way around, we're advocates for ham radio in the open source world. Uh, It's a it's a great meshing of two technologies and. They lend each other. They lend being open to each other. You know, uh, open hardware specs, open software specs. So we started a podcast. Well, I started a podcast with uh, Richard Bailey, KB5JBV, back in 2008, and we've been going since then. We've had a few changes in hosts. Bill is our uh, current replacement right now because <laughs> we tend to burn through them like cheap booze, uh, but. <laughs> But we're, we've, been, we've been doing all right so far. But anyway, the show is basically about uh, using Linux and open source software just for your daily computing life and in your ham shack. And wherever possible, introducing amateur radio uh, to the computing world as a whole. So that's kind of what we're about.
1: Oh, cool. It's a perfect fit with uh, all the ham radio stuff. Uh, Linux, I love it myself. I use it quite a bit. And uh, I think a lot of hams are switching over.
8: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with uh, a lot of people getting into the Raspberry Pi and they're getting into using Raspbian and everything else, we had so many people here today talking about their single board computers and what they're doing with them. And, you know, will this work on it? Will that work on it? And it's, it's really great. There's a lot of people involved and, and really wanting to learn about Linux in general and, you know, where else can I use this? And, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here to talk about it and we're here to, you know, tell them on a, you know, biweekly basis basically what, what you can do with it, what you can find and, and where you can get it. And uh, we test out everything from distributions to software packages and, you know, we always talk about amateur radio and we we also talk about food on the podcast because we're always hungry by the time we're done talking about it <laughs> yeah we we've uh, done a few of those uh, taste tests we have
1: people send us food in you, you may have seen some of them from new zealand we had this last week and yeah we did vegemite from uh, australia so anyway it's fun kind of mix it up for a variety but uh, you were telling me about a scoring system you guys do for
8: dis- different distros for ham readiness for them. Oh, yeah, we do a, an LHS, uh, or a Linux and the Ham Shack readiness score for uh, distributions. We try out distributions like OpenSUSE, Tumbleweed, Leap, uh, Slackware, Gentoo, just about anything that we can find off a distro watch. We, uh, we put it through the ringer and, and try to find out which ham radio applications are easy to install in it. And uh, we try to give it a, a five-point scale. And uh, we've actually gotten some feedback. We just got a community manager from uh, Susie uh, contact us because he was concerned about the score. So uh, we are we're like, wow, <laughs> somebody's listening to us. So, uh, yeah, so we, we try to tell people what's easy to use because that's what people want, right? They want instant gratification. They want to be able to put a disk in, put a thumb drive in, and all of a sudden everything works. And, you know, it is possible now with Linux to have that happen. And we're just trying to make sure that, you know, if you want to try the, the boutique distro of the week, you know, this is, this is what you're going to run into, you know, this is what, how you can fix that, or I wouldn't even go there. You know, we can definitely tell them, you know, where you can go to have an easy path to success using Linux, or, you know, obviously where you're going to have some problems. Now, I think that's probably
1: what's most daunting to a lot of people, is there's so many distros, it's like, which, which one do I use? You know, some of them, they're not all made equally. Some of them are a lot easier to maintain than others. Easier to install different hardware support things like like that. So I think you guys are a great
7: resource for trying to narrow that stuff down. Well, one of the things we try and point out, or at least I try and point out, is that Linux itself is just the kernel. And the kernel is just the piece that makes your computer functional. It's the part that boots it up, loads the drivers, uh, and gives you access to the hardware. It creates that abstraction layer where you can actually run applications on. And the application layer is the thing that makes everything different. You know, that's where, that's where the distribution comes in. It rolls those two things together and creates an environment so you have a fully usable computer, where you have an environment where you've got buttons you can push and things you can click on and places to type and all of that kind of thing. And that's where the diversity of it comes in, and and the nice thing about where Linux is, Linux and the GNU software and the other software that runs on it is now, is you can make it as easy or as difficult as you want. You can you can go as high level as just running like a Chromebook and just doing you know Facebook and email, or you can dive down as as just like a kit builder, get right in, do components, and build everything yourself if you want to. So it's there's a little something for everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's great. Uh, Anything else you guys wanted to add?
8: Listen to the show. (laughs) Tune in. Yeah, LHSpodcast.info is our website. We're on Twitter, LHSpodcast. We have a Google Plus group and a Facebook 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 page. um, Yeah, and we're also on IRC. There's usually someone hanging around in the IRC.
7: We have a really good Google Plus community. If anybody's still using those, we have over over like 2,200 users in there right now. So, I mean, there's always somebody to answer questions sometime, usually even 24 hours a day. So we try and help out where we can. It's as much as about uh, getting people into it as promoting it. So uh, we always try and help where we can, even if it's not just talking on the show. So.
1: Yeah, and, and where can you subscribe? You guys are on iTunes,
7: right? Yeah, and we're on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Podcast Alley, and like pretty much everything out there. We I've shown up in places
8: I didn't realize we were. So we're out there somewhere. Just, yeah, you know, we definitely have all the distribution channels covered. Yeah.
1: Oh, cool. I appreciate you guys taking time to talk to me, and best of luck to you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tom. All the hams like Linux, even if they're a little bit scared of trying it, mm-hmm. I mean, I think most of them want to try it. It's free. It's stable. It works great. Yeah, I,
0: yeah. I, I agree. I think most hams do want to try it. Not all of them do, but I think most, mm-hmm. at some point, will, will pretty much try yeah. it. Well, yeah,
1: whether they get the nerve to do it or not, they most of them want to at least try right.
0: it. That don't mean they'll yes. like it when they get there, but... They, they might or
2: they
1: might not, but yeah. I think they want to try it.
2: What were you saying, well, Peter? I found that uh, cinnamon mint is a really uh, user friendly introduction to uh, Linux, so I'd I'd recommend that.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I just installed one actually last night. Uh, Skywave Linux. It's built on Deb on uh, Ubuntu, which I'm not a fan of the Unity stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I installed it, so I'm I'll probably be doing something. It's got some ham apps, some uh, SDR stuff installed, uh, GNU radio, GNU radio companion, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll probably be doing some segments with some of that here pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I need to get my Raspberry Pi 3 booted up and get some projects rolling on that thing.
1: You do?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I,
0: I, I know you think that, Emil. You know, and we get just like kind of had to. Drag you kicking and screaming into the raspberry pies, the best I remember.
3: Oh man, you created an animal. You know, we're all over that. We've got bites <laughs> of pie segments coming for probably years.
1: Yeah. Bring it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, why don't we uh, take a little break, come back in a few minutes, and carry on? Okay. This year at Dayton Hamvention, MFJ introduced the new MFJ1886 Wideband Receiving Loop. This antenna covers all the way from 500 kHz for the standard AM broadcast band through 30 MHz with no tuning required. You can dig out previously unreadable signals and track down annoying sources of interference with the MFJ1886. This receive loop gives you tremendous power to copy weak signals through impossibly strong levels of QRN or QRM. Its superbly directive element and bulletproof low-noise preamp dig out buried signals normally lost when using wire antennas. You'll get the perfect loop balance for deep, precise nulls. The dual MMIC push-pull preamplifier provides wide dynamic range. Phantom power is provided to the preamp through your coax by the included AC adapter and bias T. The indestructible aircraft grade 36 inch aluminum loop offers great portability at 2.5 pounds, and the tough molded weatherproof enclosure is perfect for outdoor installations. It mounts with regular TV hardware, its standard U-bolts work with any conventional one and three quarter inch mast, and all mounting hardware is included. This loop is a powerful tool that will help you locate those noise sources you can suppress and null out those that you can't. Here are the signals you never knew were there with the new MFJ 1886 wideband receiving loop antenna. Check out this and the world's largest selection of ham radio accessories at MFJEnterprises.com today. And we thank MFJ for... Being a continuing sponsor of amateur logic,
1: absolutely. Yeah, we really appreciate those guys.
0: As a matter of fact, we've got a little stuff coming up later that uh,
1: that we shot with
0: them actually. Mm-hmm. That yeah,
1: they got some new things going on.
0: Yeah, they sure do. Some interesting things. We got some nice stuff at Hamvention this year. What have you got there, Tommy?
1: I got one of these uh, fidget spinners. I think they're called. It's like uh, spinning crack or something man once you start spinning that finger <laughs> yeah you can't hardly stop have you fooled one of them no well, if you ever get going you'll just sit you have to like make yourself put it down yeah it's four four sets of bearings there mm-hmm. yeah the um the guys the uh um oh, drawing a blank org guys that uh they actually sponsor uh have a spot on Ham College. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ran into the guy that started that, and he gave us a couple of these, pretty yeah. cool.
0: And we we had him on the last uh, episode of Ham College. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did an interview with him while we were at Dayton. And, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: it's cool. Super uh, nice guy.
0: Nice guy. Got a little background on hamstudy dot org. Yeah, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We got some other stuff while we were there. We stopped and uh, talked with KB three IFH. Who had Shack stuff there, and uh, we're looking at getting some new name badges made up. Yeah, uh, you know, I think the, I'm going to probably get
1: some QSL cards printed, too, instead of doing my yeah. own. He sent us
0: this thing right here. I wish I could get a close-up of it.
1: Came in today. Danger, do not touch anything, turn any knobs, sit on any equipment, etc. I've lost... Several visitors by electrocution in the past several weeks.
5: <laughs> Seems
1: pretty effective. It does.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, we got a few other things there. This is this is the biggest thing that I bought, and that is, and you've probably seen these before at different ham fests. This is one of those RF adapter kits where it's got you know just about every kind of connector you could think of in there. And I didn't realize that these worked exactly like they do. Uh, you pick out two end pieces. Let's say I want, uh, I want to take a, a BNC connector here. And I want to connect that. Uh, make it a PL259. Well you got this little piece here. That you just screw between the two pieces there. And uh, then you've got a, a BNC to PL259.
1: Well so you can adapt almost right. anything to almost anything almost anything to almost anything, and
0: they're uh, pretty cool,
1: yeah they're not real cheap these these were a hundred dollars
0: oh. for the set there, but yeah
1: you know when i when I saw them, I saw them, and I said a hundred dollars that's crazy for a handful of connectors, mm-hmm. but i didn't actually realize that's how they worked, so I could see where they would cost yeah. that
0: i you know I had seen them for years, i didn't realize that's exactly what they were either um I just thought it was a handful of connectors, and a friend of mine, I had asked him if he needed me to pick him up anything at uh, Hamvention, and he said, yeah. I, I, I've had one of these before, and I want another one. I've left some of the you know connectors and different radio stations scattered around. Mm-hmm. And he told me what it was, and I got to looking around, and I found them. And like I say, it was 100 bucks, but uh, the guy made me a deal on two of them. Yeah. I got it for... uh 250 uh, No. <laughs> <laughs> I paid $90 a piece, so I got one for Stan and I got one for oh, myself. Oh, that's
1: better. Yeah. So, But uh, yeah, you wouldn't want to get those, like what I was saying earlier when I was looking at it, you wouldn't want to get those and just like no, hook your antenna no. up and leave them. They would be more like for your test equipment for type the, things. For and, the
0: yeah. test equipment or emergencies where mm-hmm. you just got to temporarily uh-huh. come up with a connector in a hurry. You, you can
1: do it yeah. with that. But that's pretty cool. I may actually get one of those myself yeah. now that I know what it is. Well, you did get some connectors while we were there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I got several connectors, uh, various assorted things, uh, banana mm-hmm. uh, connectors and things like that. And I, the big thing I bought was an SDR receiver. So I kept going back and forth between getting the uh, Hack RF mm-hmm. and the uh, SDR Play R S 2 You RSP2. really do. Yeah. You and, really yeah, did, And go. I still almost wish I'd got the HackRF because more software supports it. But the SDR plays 12 bit, where the other ones only eight. Well, so you got there the you go. they get four more bits,
0: and that really makes a difference. Seriously, I mean,
1: yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it does. It's just like in the photography, that extra data gives yep. you a lot more room yep. for uh, adjusting and things like that. Better better audio quality. Yep. So it's, can we it's
2: expect nice. a can we expect a segment on that t- at some point, Tommy?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It'll probably be more than mm-hmm. one. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've been playing with it a pretty good bit since I got home, and uh, I took it with me to work, and uh, it's pretty neat stuff. Ooh, yeah, so, yeah
2: really interested is. in getting one myself. Actually, you bought uh, some other connectors.
1: Yeah, there I bought well. some PL two fifty nine, some more gold ones. We gave away. The, all the other gold ones we had and we bought some more to replenish the stock
0: yeah so we, we were uh we were running out of them so we
1: we picked up some more while we were there you can't go, you can't run plum out now we
0: awarded a number of those at uh at hamvention this year and we've actually got some footage and some photos of that
1: all right we found another uh uh, co- victim of the coveted uh, vic- maybe victims not the word recipient of the coveted uh, gold PL two fifty nine. We got John N one PCE. Where are you from,
9: John? I'm, I'm from Northern New Hampshire. Uh, we're part of the uh, Littleton area radio club, uh, and uh, my first time coming down to Dayton along with a couple of my other friends here. Uh, we got uh, Kate KC one sr uh, and uh, W1FVB and George has been here before. He's from the Ohio area. He lives up our way. He's a N1GB. So okay. we're looking forward to, for the next the next couple of days of being down here. So did you just arrive? Just arrived just now. We left uh, yesterday at about eight thirty in the evening. So drove through.
1: <laughs> well, there, there's a lot to see. We got here at nine this morning, and we only made it through just a fraction of it so far. And it's getting up into the afternoon. But appreciate you representing. You. And I'd like to present you All with right. this gold PL259. Right. We appreciate we, we, we you watching. Good, good, earnest. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Pleasure to meet you guys. Yeah, you too. We saw some of
0: our friends from Huntsville. Who was there first time ever exhibit? Yeah, Gigaparts.
1: Gigaparts. Yeah, they used to be there, uh, but they kind of were in the uh, Apache Labs booth or yeah. somebody yeah. they were kind of with. Uh, but they got their own. They had a really nice spread this time. I'm in the Gigaparts booth here with Julio from the
0: new Las Vegas location. Hi, Julio. Hi, how are you? How are Good to meet you. Yeah, same here. So you were with AES before Gigaparts purchased that store location in Las Vegas. How are things going now?
10: Oh, uh, I've been really surprised how busy we are. Uh, when we shut down AES back in uh, July last year, um, I figure, I don't know if that was a hand market or what was really going on. Uh, and I really anticipated that probably gigaparts was going to be in the same trend, but it's been extreme, I mean, very busy. Uh, so we're glad because we've been uh, not only taking care of customers from the Midwest or the area that Huntsville and Alabama, um normally take care of, but we are also expanding all the way to the west Coast and we can cater that type of uh, you know those customers on the west coast California as you know has more yeah and they have probably more hand radio operators per capita than any other uh, part in the country so I'm glad that they move in that area and 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 so people can get their merchandise a lot faster
0: so I, I had visited the AES location previously oh well I've been visiting the, the store for years back in, in the old locations and all. Uh, y'all moved, but you're very close to the previous location, aren't you?
10: Absolutely. Uh, one of the first thing when we were looking for properties um, for Gigaparts is it has to be close to the Las Vegas Strip. That means where all the main, major casinos are because we have people from all over the world. When we have IWCE, we have national broadcasters. Uh, we need something that is close to them so they don't have to spend much in taxi or anything like that to get to the store. So absolutely, That's, uh, it's not that far. It's very close to the strip.
0: Well, an NAB show is why I had been there. Is every year we'd come to NAB, we'd try to make it by the store. So uh, next time I'm out there, I'm going to have to stop in and uh, take a look there. So uh, strictly a ham radio store now, or do you have other stuff like the Gigaparts in Huntsville too?
10: Actually, uh, Giga Parts, uh, they do a little bit more than ham radio, although most of the business we're doing in Vegas is ham radio equipment, antennas, radio, etc. cetera. Uh, we also carry computer-related products. Uh, so it's a mix of, it's a, it's a very good mix because ham radio mixes very well with computers. So, you know, we have a good selection of, of many things that people uh, ne- would never expect.
0: Well, Julio, I appreciate you talking with us. And we'll be stopping in, giving you a visit next time we're in Vegas.
10: Absolutely, I'm, 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 you know, looking forward for you guys to, you know, stop by there. You're going to like this store, I guarantee you. Yep.
1: Yeah? All right. Thanks. Thank you. Glad to see him take over that store out there. Yeah, me too. You know, because Vegas was a,
0: well, uh, I guess for maybe for a few months there was without a ham store.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I haven't been out there much lately, but I got a. One of our mills is out close to there. We fly mm-hmm. into Vegas, so I'll have an excuse here coming up mm, maybe four or five months maybe to go up through there and see you
5: Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I always like to do is go to that AES store when mm-hmm. I was in Vegas. You
1: know? Oh, yeah. I used to go out there. And I'd, I'd buy something every time yeah. I went, whether I needed anything or not. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: definitely, because, you know, it's a pretty nice store. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, Oh, yeah. It was, I it was, imagine it was, that. It wasn't
1: huge, but they had a lot of stuff in there. Yeah. I, I imagine
0: this is a pretty nice store they got there. Now, and the fact that they're shipping from different locations in the U.S. makes the product get there mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Yeah, you
1: know, If the Gigapart store in uh, Huntsville is any indication, that's, that's a very nice store. Oh, yeah. For them to have such an online presence, I was surprised they had such a nice storefront yeah. there. So yeah. I, I, I imagine they probably did it up right out there as well.
0: So who else did you
1: talk to? Man, there was a lot of people. I uh, ran into the uh, the BlueStack board guy. You remember the segment I did mm-hmm. on the BlueStack? Uh, yeah. Anyway, I ran into uh, Rude out there. He was with uh, David, the programmer, and then uh, with the uh, Hoos or Goose. How you want yeah. to pronounce it? I think it's actually yeah. Hoos. No good but anyway, that, yeah, me. this was uh, Rude here. We also ran into Rude here. Rude's the guy that developed the Bluestack board I showed a few months back on Amateur Logics. Good to see you. Thank you. Pleased to see you as well over here. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty amazing little board. It, it makes getting on the digital mode so convenient when you pair it with the, the uh, DV Mega board.
11: Yeah, I mean, um, as we always like to, we make life easy for amateur radios to work wherever they are and make fun of amateur radio
1: again. Yeah, it, well you sure did. Uh, I, I love mine. It's so nice because you can pair it with the Android tablet and then and, and take it to the hotel. the 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 Raspberry Pi stuff is nice, but you have to have a screen to log it into the Wi-Fi at a hotel exactly. or whatever. So it's it's maybe not quite as convenient. That makes takes all of the the extra work out of it.
11: Yeah, it really does. And uh, there's more options in there as well because if you need a firmware update or is something new available. It's just a click on the button, and you could do run the update, and you're online again with the newest
1: features. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. So is there anything new
11: going with? Well, yeah, there is something new coming here. Um, I will give a little bit of history. Okay. The first board I actually built was a Bluetooth-only board. And because it was Bluetooth-only, the update of the firmware was not easy. Um, so I built an update board. But, of course, people want to get that function combined. So mm-hmm. we actually came up... With the BlueStack board here, okay. this is the latest version. It's got a controller for updating the firmware, The switch to switch between USB and Bluetooth, mm-hmm. as as you have shown in your uh, mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, yeah. So of course, Android people are very happy with it, but we had a lot of requests from people with Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, we developed a board for the Apple, which will be available in a couple of weeks. Uh, at this stage, the software is at Apple to uh, be approved, and I hope it will be released soon in the App Store. Once that is done, the board will be on the market, and people with Apple can enjoy the same functionality.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a lot of die-hard Apple people out there, and they're gonna they are gonna love that. I think so. Yeah, that's the whole idea.
11: Everybody needs to enjoy the hobby and the amateur radio again. So let's let's kick it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's great news. I know I've, I've told several people about the other one and they're just they don't want to do the Android thing. I guess they don't want to learn something new. But uh, I think so yeah, I
11: think so. Yeah, there's a lot of people that say uh, Android there's a lot of things you can play with. It's not secure enough. But I think if you want to play around and, and do a lot of things, invent changes or play with with new software, Android is a very good platform. Oh yeah. And Apple is a very secure and tight platform, and in the end, that makes it a bit more difficult to develop the software uh, on, on the device.
1: Right, yeah, uh, Yeah. I understand. I'll, and I use both of them, but I, I prefer Android, but uh, my company supplies me with an Apple phone because they won't let Android on the network. So. Uh, yeah, 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 we hear it a lot, yeah. yeah. Well, it's great to finally meet you. Uh, oh, what you, what you, you well, got something this, else? This is
11: something else. It's called the Mighty V Dongle. Um, you just have seen with Hus that mm-hmm. he's got the MB3000 board. Mm-hmm. The MB3000 board is actually now in a setup that you could also use it as a dongle. So the same software, um, the BlueDV software, now supports a dongle function. And you could actually connect this up with a little USB cable to your PC and run from the PC with speakers and microphone. Oh. So this is a, a nice little gimmick and handy to travel. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah.
1: yeah i mean you guys are covering all the bases
11: oh we like covering everything i mean uh we got so many requests especially here on hamvention people very enthusiastic and they say you know i got this idea can can you put it in or request like i want to direct connect to repeaters and we we'll discuss directly with david our programmer mm-hmm. who does it all in his spare time by the way is not commercial in any in any way and he is eager to figure out how he can do those things and implement the things in a way that everybody can use it in, in a good way. Yeah. So it's, it's a nice team that we have and we're good buddies and we have a lot of fun here and all the time actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. I see you guys. You look like the dream team in here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great to finally meet you. I've emailed you several times and I really yeah. appreciate it. Well,
11: you know, if there's any questions, there's also for everybody listening to this uh, video and any questions are always welcome. And we like to answer questions and help people out if if needed. It's,
1: yeah, it's a hobby. Yeah, great, awesome. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You know, he's talking about how they like to help. But they, that must really be true because they're the, they're the friendliest people I guess I've ever seen. As far as you know, with yeah. their ham radio products and stuff. So they they always been over backwards every time I ever had a question for them.
0: And they're kind of like on the cutting edge edges. Of, yeah. Of,
1: of yeah that type yeah of they thing. are. I like their
0: stuff. There's there's several different companies out there doing. You know, similar things, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they they've got some neat ideas there. Yeah, uh, especially one we're going to look at a little bit later when we talk to who's. Yeah. His, oh yeah, he's got some cool I, stuff. I, I really him. liked uh, liked what he had. Yeah,
1: I like the uh, the the uh, iOS board he's got coming out too. That that should be pretty popular because pretty much you know D-Star and all that stuff's basically been for the Android people. Mm-hmm. So the uh, uh, Apple people, you know, be able to. Sharing on the the uh, D Star Fund as well.
0: Yeah. So, Tommy, if you, you know, I'll just let the other guys say something here. We haven't given them an opportunity to.
1: they still awake?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I we're know. still
2: awake. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no, look, look it, I, I, the only, only thing I was wondering, Um, it's great to see all these exhibitors coming from all over the country. I'm just wondering which state they came from.
1: Uh, those came from the Netherlands. Yeah. You-
2: really? Oh okay. International. <clears throat> wow. That's that's pretty oh, yeah. good.
1: The Eli guys see- came from Italy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh uh John uh that got the gold, he came from the chat room. <laughs> yeah. Well
2: um I I see a lot of in- innovative stuff coming out of the Netherlands. They're they're pretty cluey bunch over there when it comes to ham radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: Some some pretty neat projects there.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like George was saying, they're kind of those guys seem to be like on the bleeding edge, you know. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. definitely. Yeah. Well, I I hope in uh, in sometime in the future to go to Friedrichshafen in uh, Europe because they've got their equivalent of Dayton over there, and uh, from what I've seen, it looks like a a pretty good ham fest to visit. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's on my you know bucket list of places to visit.
1: Yeah, that that would be fun. I'd like to do that sometime myself. So. I'd like to
0: visit that one. Uh, there's a bunch of them I'd like to visit. I'd like to yeah. to visit Tokyo Ham Fair.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, that would be, be that would be the
0: ultimate one, I think. And you're missing one this week. That would
1: yeah. Oh. I, I hate that too because I'm always out there in Dallas and yeah. Hamcom's going on. But I'm, after being gone to Dayton and the, then I had vacation the next week. I, I couldn't be gone another weekend so I had to come on back home. But uh, you had amateur logic tonight. Yeah, I had so. to shoot tonight too, so.
0: So tell me if you wanted to see ham, seat, and chicken.
1: <laughs> where <laughs> well, it inside joke. Where yeah. would you go? I would I would probably go to the MFJ Day in the park and and look for uh Arnie. Yeah.
0: Arnie would be there
1: eating chicken. Yeah, it would start with Mississippi. I'm going to be there eating chicken. Are you? I'm planning on it. I will be there. And you got the scoop on this. Yeah, I did. Uh, Yep. Got it right from uh, Mr. Jew himself. We ran into Mr. Jew here at the MFJ booth. It's good to see you again, Mr. Jew. Tommy, good to see you too. Yeah, I understand you guys have a big event coming up in September.
12: Oh, yeah, we do. Uh, Last weekend in September, uh, starting on Friday, uh, I think it's like the September the 28th and 29th, I think is the right date. But uh, we're going to have a big open house uh, in conjunction with the ARL, and uh, we're calling it the Day in the Park. And um, it's going to be our 45th anniversary. Uh, been in uh, business since 1972. And we're just going to have a big celebration. It's going to be a big party. And we're going to have free lunches. We're going to open up all the buildings and have um, tours, factory tours. And uh, we're just going to have a good time. And, you know, if you want to come and, and um, open up the back of your trunk and uh, sell some stuff, do a flea market thing. Uh, um, we're going to have some uh, stations set up where... Uh, you can operate, and, we're, and uh, we're going to present some certificates for work in our station. It's K5MFJ, our club station, and um, we're going to have some forums there, too. We're going to have uh, the world-renowned antenna designer, k 0 uh, uh, G0KSC, uh, Justin Johnson, come to do some forums and and we're going to have Joel Eisenberg, the kit guy. He's going to try to make it down there. and uh, But we're just going to have a
1: big time, good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to do it up big. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I didn't get to go to the last two. George did. And those those tours of your factories over there, they were really great. Were actually, some of the most watched things that we put on YouTube. Oh
12: uh, Well, I, uh, I hope we can... Uh, get uh, hams uh, from all over and I would like to invite uh, every ham in the world to come and uh, have a good time with us and um, and uh, I'll just make sure that I will clean my office up <laughs> enough where
1: they can walk through my
12: office <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that'll be good I, I'm looking forward to it I, like I said I missed the last one George said he was going to bring me a piece of chicken back from up there but it never made it all the way back to into Madison where I live well, you know, that fried chicken
12: that we have for lunch, uh, um, it, does, it doesn't go very far.
1: <laughs> yeah, I understand. Well, it sounds like a pretty big time. And I'll definitely be there this year, so I'm look, looking forward to it. Okay, well, well thank you, and all of y'all hams, come. Come to it. Yeah, come on out there. It's going to be a big time of the day in the park. It is going to be a big time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to one finally. I've missed two of those.
0: Yeah. I've I've been to two of them and it took me. Well, it'll be ten years to get to the third one because yeah. it's
1: every five years I think is when they do them. Well, I'm planning on going to this one. Yeah, it's, I need to get my uh, reservation made. I guess I haven't done that yet. I haven't either. Yeah,
3: Emil, yeah. you going? Sounds awesome to me. I want to go. You need to never go. been there, and I I, I want to go just from all the things I've seen, the tours you guys took in the last couple of times yeah
1: yeah it's it's really fun event peter come go with us
2: i won't come to the 45th but i i i think there's a reasonable chance i'd come to the 50th i reckon that one would be pretty amazing
1: yeah well Mm -hmm. we'll probably still be here shooting these so yep come on well what do you say we take another
0: break pay a few bills and uh, come on back because i
1: don't even think we're half done yet uh, we still got a lot of fun funness left.
0: Calling all stations! Make sure you grab your ICOM gear for the most popular on-air event, Field Day, June 24th and 25th. Let ICOM help you make the most contacts or practice for emergency situations. Don't forget to bring along the perfect Field Day companion, the IC 7300. Ideal for the ham on the go, it's a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, large 4.3 inch color touchscreen, real time spectrum scope, SD memory card slot, and more. Hear and see a wide variety of signals with the R8600, ICOM's new high performance software defined receiver. An industry first for desktop wideband receivers, the R8600 provides a high resolution, real time spectrum scope with a waterfall, 4.3-inch high-resolution color display with touchscreen features, SD card slot for receive log, decode log, and voice recording, and it scans up to 100 channels per second in memory scan mode. The ICOM America Hamster Japan sweepstakes is underway. Enter today for a chance to win an ICOM radio or even an unforgettable experience to attend the 2017 Tokyo Ham Fair. Make sure you come back and enter each week to be eligible for each radio drawing and visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on this and all the icom
1: radios i'll say that's field day approved i i, approve I w- it and i we, really enjoyed it
0: last year we approved it unfortunately we won't have them this year
1: yeah it kind of broke my heart having to send those back yeah but, me too uh, but anyway yep We'll still have Icom rigs. Oh yeah, and we'll still have some have... some others there. Yeah, I still love my seventy one hundred, but I really liked that SDR stuff on that seventy three hundred. Yeah. We were hoping to have seventy six tens, but uh, they're just
0: they're not going to be in the country by then. They, they won't yeah. be in production yet. So now we'll get a good look at those though when they when they do get in. Well, you were you're talking about the Gold PL two fifty nines. We've got some more of those to give away. Ashley, in honor of you receiving your call sign, I'd like to present you with this faux gold amateur logic commemorative Dayton Hamvention PL259 connector.
12: Thank you so much.
0: And you took your exam here in Dayton yesterday and got your call sign yesterday?
12: I did. I did. It was pretty easy. So what's the call? Uh, ke 8 H-A-N.
0: K-E-H-H-A-N. Well, I know you've been looking forward to getting licensed for a while. You've been a fan for a while, too, so. Yeah,
12: thank you, guys. You guys are what helped me get the license in the first place. Yeah.
0: Congratulations, and welcome to the hobby.
12: Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, we met her
0: at Hamvention, was it last year or the bo- year before? Bo- both. Both years. Yes, yes. she
1: stopped by and said hi both times. Her or her for her boyfriend, I guess it's yeah. her boyfriend. Didn't we sign something? Mm, yeah, antenna piece one time. Is
0: that what it was? I couldn't remember what yeah. it was. It was I knew we signed yeah. something.
1: But she stops by. She's yeah. uh, she's on the Facebook group a lot. I'm sure a lot oh, of yeah. you guys have seen her on there. But uh, she's a really nice girl. That's pretty awesome to how fast she got her ticket. I've, that's I've never heard of anybody getting one in less than a day.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of that too. Took the test that day. Had to call sign, what, four hours before later? she
1: went to bed that night? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. That is. They, uh, that's Laurel. Laurel. Laurel VE, VE. did that. Yeah. They've got, uh, direct, I guess they must have a direct shot to, uh, send it digitally to the FCC. Yeah.
0: We're, I don't know. I need to look and see if we're still accredited. We are Laurel mm-hmm. VEs. Or yeah, we were.
1: Yeah, it should still be good. Yeah. Probably is. Anyway,
0: yeah, they they do a bang up job there, and a lot of people take their test at, at mm-hmm. Hamvention.
1: Yeah, they had a a little better setup this year. You know, when we did it, it was uh, oh yeah, real tight space, and they were trying to get a lot of people in and out, and it it seemed a little hectic. those guys did a great effort at it. Yeah. But they had a better spot this year, and uh, saw Dan mm-hmm. there that uh, you know asked right. us to work it. And uh, he he said it was a really good place over there, and things went a lot smoother and stuff. I can imagine,
0: because we were in little nooks and crannies scattered out Mm
1: -hmm. over Harrow Arena there. And they they did great before with what they had, but they have a better space now to do it in, so it's even better than before. Yeah.
0: Well, we talked about uh, the D-Star stuff a little bit earlier, and, you know, people, uh, well, some people, and I think it's bound to be less now, Used to say, well, the D-Star is an ICOM proprietary thing, and, you know, mm-hmm. hey, we don't like that. But it's not, and it never has been. Yeah, it never was. Yeah. They were just mm, the first ones to embrace it. But well, we have proof now. But we have, well, we had proof last year because yeah. we looked at a new radio from Kenwood last year that supports D-Star. And I wanted to find out, you know, how's that been accepted? How, how mm. has that worked out? Here's our friend Don Arnold, W6GPS, who we often see driving around and tracking him in his mobile. You are here with the new Kenwood D-Star Handy Talkie that was released here last year. How have sales been on that thing?
13: George, it has been phenomenal. In fact, in the last two and a half days, I told the people at, the, at the, both forums, if you brought your bo- new radio in the box... I'll update the firmware. We had over over 100 updates in new customers in boxes, and that has been exploding. Uh, the sales have been tremendous on this radio. Uh, lots of lots of nice features on it. Uh, radio sounds great, but um, and and I tell people, and I'm honest. I've been a ham for 42 years. I've had more fun in the last eight months with this radio than all 42 years combined.
0: Wow. So of course it's it's D star and nobody thought Kenwood would be doing a D star radio although they they could there's no reason not to really how how has that been received them into the you know the D star fold
13: it's been very very good and what I found George there's a lot of people like me who are or who are Kenwood people mm-hmm. understand the Kenwood buttons and things like that and are very very receptive to D-Star because it's a Kenwood product, and that, and that's just the way that's the way I felt, and a lot of other people. So, I've been helping a lot of people that don't know D-Star but know Kenwood radios, and have been thoroughly thoroughly excited about getting on D-Star. A lot of people don't know George. Back when D-Star was uh, uh, created or in, or conjured up, there was a cooperative uh, effort between ICOM and Kenwood uh, right. many many years yeah. ago. So uh, it just made sense when, they were, when Kenwood wanted to get into the digital mode, voice mode, that D-Star would be the, the um, format to use. And this radio uses a new uh, high-speed encoder uh, with DSP processing before and after the uh, encoder chip. So you get really, really good sound. And, and just uh, now I've taken this radio apart, looked at it, just the acoustic properties... If you were an acoustic speaker guy, just the acoustic properties of the case make that really good lows to high uh, spectrum very, very, uh, very, very good. Very easy to hear uh, for me. Uh, It's not harsh. The audio is very, very good. So
0: what kind of feedback are you hearing from owners of these radios?
13: Nothing but positive. Nothing but positive feedback. And again, the, the... I won't say that the people that complain, but the people that have not been used to maybe the way the buttons work on a Kenwood radio, um, they they have to get used to the Kenwood way of doing things. And 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 there and and I would be the same way too because I I've picked up a a fifty one to play with it, and it's it is a different mode for me. It's a different type of button pushing, and I get a little headache not because it's an Icom radio. It's just that it's just the different layers. So. So, uh, but picking up this radio and, and using it because I've had so many Kenwood products in the past, it's very very familiar to me. And probably the other big thing is is the display. This display yeah. this display is the most expensive part in the radio, and it comes from its NXD commercial radio 5000 series. No matter how bright the sun. Uh, a couple of months ago, I was at QuartzFest. The sun was shining bright, and I said, "Look, take a look at this radio." With I turned the uh, display. backlight off and in a brightest sun southern california bearing down you could read this display with no problems
0: wow that's that's pretty amazing well you know we're really happy to see another major manufacturer doing d-star because d-star is really open and anyone could do it and it's good to see another big manufacturer on the D Star train, right,
13: George. And the other thing is, some I've heard some uh, several people about talking about DMR and that D D Star is a old technology. I don't see that. I see that it's a more accepted technology. It's very, very efficient. Very, very efficient. I love being on the reflectors. I love talking to pe- people. People. I'm doing the, doing the, the ICOM uh, D-Star QSO party. Uh, I only had the radio for a week, and I worked 15 countries in four hours that I've never been able to get on HF. So, anyway, but if, if people want to see the radio in action, they can go to my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, YouTube.com and put W6GPS in the search window, and I've got demonstration uh, videos on this. But but uh, what I, what I found, George, is yeah it's a there's an ICOM database of people and there's a Kenwood base of people. but what I've found is, is when we're on D star together we're all one big happy family and and that's what i that's what I like I mean we're still going there's still going to be the Chevy and Ford mindset, but honestly and truthfully i have been I have been thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed talking with anybody on uh d star and so I would encourage people, whether it is icom or Kenwood or they're thinking about a digital mode. I'd say stick with a DSTAR because it's it's so much more uh, diverse and more accepted and more um, uh, lots of different things going. I have not even got into the data mode. I have not gone into linking repeaters. I stick with my little hotspots. That's what I use all the time.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's certainly a mature technology. There's a lot of features and a lot of things about DSTAR are just easier to do than some of the newer modes. But in the end, to me, it's it all comes down with who you want to talk with. What are what are they what mode are they using? You know, if they're using DMR, well you're gonna to have to talk to those guys on DMR. If they're D star, a D star radio or a fusion or, or analog, whatever. So I don't I don't say there's one that's you know, this is the way to go. No, it's who you wanna to talk to
13: absolutely and but i get i get my ham radio enjoyment on d star simply because i have a d star radio now down the road if i get play with dmr maybe i'll I'll figure that one out too but right now i'm just having so much fun on d star so if you were going to pick one if you were flipping doing a coin toss and you were on the fence i would say stick with d star because it it is a more wider accepted um uh, digital format the other ones dmr and uh, Fusion, they have their place, and, and uh, I honestly don't know that much about it. All I know is is something that's been developed by two companies uh, back in the early 90s has been very, very successful.
0: Don, always good to see you.
13: All right, George, thanks a lot. You have a good one. All right, you too. Bye-bye. That proves to you right
1: there, I mean, that, that it's not just a D- uh, D-Star, is not just an Icom thing.
0: Right. Mm. And uh, apparently the rodeo has been well-received. Mm-hmm. So. I'll Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be good to see them come out with some other models. Maybe they will.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah maybe uh, maybe George, some other manufacturers. Um, uh, George, uh, a few people have been asking in the uh, the chat room whether uh, that radio also supports fusion. Is it? Uh, you know, does it support no, fusion no. or DMR or so? It's purely D-Star. Yep. Purely D-Star. Yeah, yeah. Which
0: I yeah. think uh, I don't know of any radio that does multiple digital modes
1: no
0: not yet at least we haven't i haven't oh, well.
2: one well that's the next frontier no, no, we need uh, one of the manufacturers to come out with a a, a three standard uh, one that'll cover all three yeah i wouldn't
0: hold my breath on that i you know there might be some licensing issues and stuff involved in some of the other
1: yeah modes. Maybe. I, i've heard but they, but, everybody you know, picks their camp you know picks yeah. their their thing mm-hmm. and kind of hangs with it. I'll be surprised if anybody, any of the Comes main out. ones come out with that. Uh, well, I know there's been one promised for years
0: by, uh, not one of the main manufacturers, yeah. but another. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to ever show up. It's been a long time. Yeah. Some, more likely the dongles and, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. type of thing. You, you'll yeah, see now I that.
1: know there's some stuff being done mm-hmm. that'll receive... D star or DMR and mm-hmm. I think Fusion maybe. And and they work can kinda like have basically a chat room or you know, or a reflector, so to speak, mm-hmm. and can talk amongst each other. I know that's kinda being worked on. Um Yeah I, I don't have a lot of details about yeah. it, but I do remember somebody talking about that. I had heard
0: that too. Well, you know, you bring out the gold PL two fifty nines and the ladies you know really like the gold yeah <laughs> and to commemorate you passing your extra exam this morning I want to present you a major award this is an amateur logic gold that's genuine faux gold PL 259 connector
14: thank you thank you George I'm so glad I bumped into you and I'm, I passed my extra today so that's great well and congratulations your program amateur okay. logic
0: Okay, and, and you can still watch Ham Nation, too. Two. You yeah. can watch both of them. Okay. And Ham College.
14: Okay, very good.
0: Thanks for saying hello. You ghost. saw that, too. There was a though. ghost in that room, yeah. man. Yeah, It's just like he was there, and then he wasn't.
3: That's a genuine faux gold Did. connector.
0: Yep. Only the best.
1: That's a major <laughs> award.
0: Yeah. Uh, we also visited with some other friends. That that we've known we've met a lot of over friends over the years, and we got a little scoop here on a uh, new radio that ICOM's got. Yeah, I'm pretty well. excited about this one. Yeah. Well, Ray, it's almost quitting time on Saturday afternoon here. I I am tired, and I appreciate this stool that you're letting me sit on.
9: So that's the only way I get an interview nowadays is I give them a stool to sit on. But it has been busy. This has been a great show for us.
0: So what do you think of, of the new venue here?
9: I love it. Uh, the facility has been real nice, the traffic flow. Uh, I've heard comments from people that they got all their steps in because it's different, it's changed. But it has that feeling of a new show, and that's something that we've needed for a while. It's different.
10: Ladies and gentlemen, last call. Last call. Handvention will be
15: closing at 5 p.m. Thank you.
0: Okay, it's last call. Have you placed your order yet?
9: Yes, sir, I have. It's been a fun day. We gave away a seventy-three hundred today for the Hamster Japan contest, and finally got a chance to sit down today.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a, a lot of walking and standing for me, but that, you know, I think there's as much here as there there would have been at, at the Harrow Arena. I mean, I've seen. Just as much stuff here and new stuff, you know, so I don't think anybody stayed home.
9: I don't think either. I mean, everybody was making comments about traffic yesterday, but that was the first time to come here. Mm -hmm. Hera Arena had two entrances, two lanes of traffic coming in when you get to the event. I remember when it was really backed up then. But today, everybody was pleasantly surprised to just get in real quick, very little traffic, but the traffic flow of people was just as strong today as it was yesterday. So maybe they were shuttling. Instead of everybody coming in separate vehicles, they kind of plotted and planned a little bit better. I know it made us rethink things. Our, our new booth that we had to do, I mean, we're kind of in a rut. We kept doing the same booth year after year at Dayton, but this one made us exercise the gray matter a little bit.
0: Yeah. Same old thing, too, Amateur Logic Live two years in a row. Yeah, to be honest, we were glad to take off this year and not do a live stream from from Dayton and just have a chance to walk around and see everything. You big chickens. Hey, there's <laughs> a lot of work doing that. I didn't do much. No, you, you didn't do hardly anything at all last year, as I remember. You you hardly even came by.
9: Well, folks tell me that every day is the same way. I don't do a whole lot a year either, but... We do have a good time. It's good to see you guys around here. Ham Nation had a great big crowd. Uh, Youth Forum had a big crowd. I mean, this has been a, a very fun show, and folks have been showing us love here.
0: Well, I know you've got a new radio there, and I wouldn't want to overwork you, Ray. Have you got got someone I should, should talk with to learn a little
9: more about it? Yes, sir. You need to talk to my buddy, Scott, N7SS. He'll, he'll walk you through it. Uh, the radio was shipped to us here. We got here, let's see, we got here Tuesday night. The radio was here. He threw Will out of, the room, out of his hotel room at 2 a.m. I saw him the next morning. I'm like, dude, did you even sleep? He goes, I had the radio. So he's had it for three nights in a row playing around with it and knows it real well. He'll even show you some of the things that are hidden on the radio.
0: Cool. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it. Everybody's been asking about it, so, um, you know, that kind of even made it worth the trip here.
9: I'm glad you think so, sir. A lot of people have been lined up to look at it.
0: All right, Ray. Have a good show. We'll probably see you again in the morning.
9: Yes, sir, you will, and you're going to see me more often down in your area. i got four new radios to come play around with, and Tommy's already saying people are wanting a shootout, so we'll do that 4100 against your 880.
0: See, you're, you're just setting me up in a baited field there. I mean, it's like I got a handicap from the start. 880 is a gr- great radio, but it's no 4100.
9: You might need to translate what that baited field meant, sir, but we're going to have fun with it and look forward to hanging out with you guys more often.
0: I'm speaking with Scott Honecker here from ICOM America. He's uh well we've we've run into you quite a bit in the past
16: i'm usually here with the new radio and uh so this year we have the 7610 it's near release and uh we're looking at a couple more months and we should see it in uh well another month or so in japan and then a few more months it'll be in the united states so it's a big brother to the 7300 which has been a pretty hot seller for us in the last year uh it has true dual receive and um we have um it's, it's basically two whole chains in there. It's two separate receivers, two separate volume controls, mute sections. You can see two, uh, well, we can bring up a second spectrum scope here. Oops, whoops, where are you? Dual, so we've got two spectrum scopes, two waterfall displays, two different bands, two different modes. I have uh, uh, a second uh, knob here that I can run as a separate VFO if I want. That's an option for it, or you just toggle back and forth and, and activate the VFOs. Um, it's been uh, pretty well received so far everybody's pretty excited about it. there's lots of people that have already put down their uh, their reservations to get in line for them and uh, it actually worked out pretty well last time the 7300 was uh, was was kind of consistently on back order for 70 several months when it came out and it seems like it's possible that this could be selling the same way if you don't have a reservation you won't get one for a while
0: Wow you, you know I looked at this radio myself I I've got a 7700 and I know this is a SDR software-defined radio totally different guts inside of here but when I look around on the outside at the buttons and the controls this reminds me so much of the ICOM rig that I already know.
16: Well that's one thing that ICOM has been historically very good at is maintaining that user interface. I bought my first brand new ICOM a 756 in like 1994 and I really don't have any issues moving from radio to radio. The interface is pretty much the same. They're very good about maintaining that usability. And they do some little refinements over time and uh, some tweaks, changing colors on buttons and things like that to help with usability. They integrate that user feedback. But, but you can sit down, you can go easily buy a 7300 and uh, you know as an entry level rig, learn how to use that. And if you get some, you get a chance to lay your hands on the 7851, the top you of know, the line rig, It won't take more than a couple minutes to be right at home using that radio. It's very, very good about the consistency of the interface.
0: Well, that's what I've noticed, too. We used uh, 7300s for field day this past year. I've got a a 7000 and a 7700. The 7300 being a touchscreen radio, totally different, uh, you know, software-defined, totally different kind of radio, but I was able just to sit right down and go to using it. And this radio looks like it's going to be the same thing.
16: Absolutely. We, it, it takes a little bit. The first time you use the touchscreen, you sit there like, uh, how do I change bands? Oh, I can just poke the megahertz. Sure. How do I change modes? I poke the mode button. And, yeah, once you realize that, oh, I'm supposed to touch the screen, right, then suddenly when you go back, you're poking at the screen on your 7700, right, and trying to use it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Suddenly well, suddenly that interface feels a little odd. but. Uh, Yeah, so we've got, as the big brother, the biggest new feature, of course, is the dual VFOs, the full receivers, two full receivers, but it adds a bunch of other features from the 7700, we have multiple antenna ports now, we have uh, network connection in the back, so we can run remote over the, directly over the network, the radio has network functionality built in, Um, we have uh, transverter support, it has a receive antenna, it has, um, what else do we have in the back here, trying to feel around back here, trying to think there's a few more features that we found buried in the menus that were some kind of nice to know things well the support for that other vfo knob for example we discovered as a fortunate happy accident but uh we don't have any documentation for the radio yet it came straight from japan to here this is the only one in the wild uh outside osaka and uh so we we're pretty fortunate to have it and lots of people are pretty excited to get their hands on it for the first time well
0: scott thanks for talking about us we're looking forward to learning more about this radio in the future it's um it, it looks like it's going to be another killer like the 7300 has been. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I guess I need to get my reservation in now, huh?
16: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to check with the dealers to see how many reservations they have, but I, I, I suspect it's substantial, so we'll see how long it takes to get caught up. It's a, it's a nice problem to have, right?
1: It is. Thanks
16: Thank for talking. Thank you very much.
1: And that's a nice rig. I, I see that waterfall display on there. It makes you really miss that 7300. Um, that looks even uh, even better. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to get to play with that, one of
0: them. That is a nice-looking rig. You know, I'll use a 7700. That I would have been right at home running this one.
1: Yeah, you know, but you can't touch the
0: 7700. I guess you could. You could, but uh, it doesn't do anything if yeah, you do what, that. That's what I'm saying. But I've
1: got a mouse hooked up to it. <laughs> Somebody needs to take this thing, yeah, I think so. We were talking
0: about that a while ago uh nice looking rig. I sure wish we had them at field Day this year, but they just they just won't just be not here quite in ready time for that. We'll be taking a look at it though as soon as as soon as they get out um I think Ray will be making a stop by here mm-hmm. uh this year, we're gonna double up on the crime scene tape, yeah. Ask, yeah
1: we may have to get out the
0: real tape the duct tape duct tape, yep well, then, what are we going to talk about next oh I think you
1: uh Hoose of d v mega fame, yep, we ran into him, we did, and he had something really neat he he does he's got some cool stuff coming out here very very shortly he
0: he he does he really does, but one thing in particular, and I don't know why what. It caught my fancy, but let's just look.
17: Okay.
1: Well, you ran into our friend who's here from uh, the Netherlands. Hello, Tommy. Good
17: to see you again.
1: Yeah, it's good to see you too. Um, I went to the DSTAR forum last night, and I see you have some new toys you're working on.
17: Yeah, that's true. Uh, actually, we're working on a whole new family, It uh, what we call DV, uh, And we have three uh, three different units, three different applications uh, and and I like to show you the MyDV Cast, which is the one which uh, is, is, is available uh, in, yeah, let's say, four eight weeks. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, let's take a look at that. Okay, it is uh, all based on this unit. Um, we have the Arduino Mega with on top uh, the MB3000. The MB3000 uh, 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 makes the, the DMR stream. D-Star stream or Fusion uh, stream. And it's a direct voice device. So uh, when I say it's an internet radio, maybe it's more clear then. There is no RF uh, involved. You talk through the mic, the speaker. goes directly in the MB-3000. And to the connected reflector or talk room for DMR. Yeah, sorry. We have the software or the firmware ready for uh, D-Star and DMR, and I'm working on Fusion which will be available in four weeks. Uh, these parts uh, we've built in a, a box, it looks like a radio and uh, it's all controlled by a Nextion screen. We are not going to supply the radio as a ready-built radio but a kit, so when you like to order parts in the future, then you see a sort of shopping list where you say, hey, I, I have the Nexion screen, the Arduino Mega, maybe the MB, you don't have to buy them again. All units which are available will fit the application. Okay. So for uh, it's, it's easy to select another mode. Now it's in, in, in DMR and by one press you switch it to D-Star. If it is in D-Star you have to set this Uh, uh, device as well as your radio. For D-Star. we know uh, you need your call sign RPT1, RPT2 you can set the info as you do it in in your radio if you switch to DMR you only have to set your uh, default talk group and your ID to enter the network so uh, if you have a DMR radio for example and you want to talk to, for example, uh, talk group 204, then that number has to be in your uh, uh, code plug. Okay. With this uh, uh, a unit, it is uh, you can freely enter on the fly a talk group you want to talk to. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. And you can go directly to a private call.
1: Very nice, very nice. So there's no
17: radio, no RF involved at all. There is no RF involved. At this moment, we base the unit on what you see here uh, on the left side in 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 uh, the box. You have the MB Arduino Mega part on the right hand side. You have the Raspberry Pi where the host software is running, and it's compatible with MDVM host and BlueDV.
1: Okay, so. It, it's going to be a kit. Or do you need to download the image, kind of like we do now for our DVMega?
17: Yes. Uh, yeah. We make a, a, a image available that you can download on your SD card and you can start from. Um, what we're also working on is a web interface to configure the gateway. So now you have to, to, to edit the config file. And we know that for some people it's a bit hard to find out where he is and how to edit. So, what we do, we give the, the, the piece a, a host name and you connect it in your network with http://mydv slash slash and then you enter the, co- the configuration uh, uh, screen.
1: Well, that sounds easy enough.
17: Um, so, if that's a Raspberry Pi power in it, I'm assuming
1: on the back, or you can do Wi-Fi or Ethernet. Yes.
17: With a Raspberry Pi 3, uh, Wi Fi is on board, but it's a metal case, and the experience is not so good with the integrated Wi Fi module. So, uh, I have uh, uh, made a small Wi Fi dongle uh, at the back. Um, at this moment, and I think we, we, we stay for that, the Raspberry, the Arduino Mega, is connected with a small USB cable to the Raspberry Pi. Why? Then you can leave out the Raspberry Pi and run it from your PC or your tablet or whatsoever if you like.
1: Oh, okay, that, that's very nice. Uh, so is there any Bluetooth capability on this one as well or that's just a separate thing with the BlueStack?
17: That's a separate thing because we use Bluetooth uh, uh, f- to communicate with an Android or uh, iOS uh, device. Well that's cool and you say this will be ready in maybe about four weeks or so? Yes, yes. The, the firmware for D-Star and DMR is ready, it works. Uh, for uh, fusion, I'm working on. The mechanical drawings are ready. We only have to bring it to production.
1: Okay, great. And uh, I've uh, we've been playing around with. I got George's uh, DB Mega set up. We updated our firmware and downloaded the image and got uh, MMDBM host working and stuff. It's, we've been having a great time with that. So I love my DB Mega. I use that thing all the time. Okay, <laughs> thank you very much. So, uh, anything else new? That' pretty much it. So that's a lot, really, in itself.
17: Oh yeah, that's that's it. And, and yes, what what really new comes is uh, after this one is the MyDV Handy, and uh, there we port the host software to a microcontroller, so that you have a handheld Wi-Fi radio with all three modes in. So you can use that your home at your local network or mobile uh via your phone as a hotspot
1: oh wow that's pretty impressive that'd that'd be great it's a great time to be playing with all this digital stuff with all the technology
17: we have now and it's so inexpensive oh yeah yeah we we, yeah try to keep it uh, yeah affordable Mm -hmm. that's great well it's good to see you okay thank you uh tommy
0: pretty cool stuff man i really like that that one it's, it's no RF in it, but the one that looked like a radio. Yeah, yeah
1: that's pretty why. cool. Yeah, that should be ready soon. Well, uh, Emil and Peter, what do you guys think about that?
2: I think it's awesome. The one one thing I would love to see is a shootout between D-Star Fusion and, and DMR.
3: You know, the club down here is putting up a repeater that does have all three, plus analog. Mm. Um, and, and from what we've seen in their tests, it is kind of a shootout to decide which one wins... Depending on who's talking. It, the, yeah. If you come the, in on all three, you got trouble. But
1: First one in wins. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's the way I, it
3: works I, for their hotspot, too. I do plan on uh, doing a segment on just that. Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. I'll tell you the one thing I think that, that um, for me anyway, makes the decision is the person I'm trying to talk to what kind of radio do they have? Yeah. yeah, you know if. Good point. Yeah, if if uh, you know there's a guy I want to talk to on star and I'm trying to use a DMR radio or analog, you
1: know, uh, that's not really going to help you out a lot, is it? That's that's right. There are pros and cons, you know, to, to each, each one of them, them too. Yeah, and uh, and I mean I I know which one seems best for me, but it might not be best for. You but uh, right. we may do some type of comparison on that in the future. Yeah, and like here, could ooh, be anything
0: wrong with that. There, there's no DMR in our mm-hmm. you know repeater in our location here. So, you know, we're strictly if we're going to do DMR, it's going to be on a hotspot here.
1: Yeah, um,
3: you know, George and Tommy, I, something I wasn't prepared for on the Jesus uh, 991 radio when I got connected to that repeater was the built-in GUI. I had no idea that even existed in the radio until I connected to that thing. And there's there's a touchscreen GUI built into it to connect to all these chat rooms. And oh, yeah. that, that caught me off guard. So I'll have to show mm-hmm. that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. What do we got coming up? Well, we've got more coming up. And some, some of the best parts of the show are yet to happen here in just a few minutes. Why don't we take another breather, though, real quick, and then we'll be back. And uh, well, Yeah, we've got see.
1: something pretty cool coming up.
0: Oh, we do. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. Yep. At the end of each month, it's Amateur Logics Ham College, the new show for those new to the hobby and those wanting to get into amateur radio.
1: Which of the following is a purpose of the amateur radio service as stated in the FCC rules and regulations?
0: That inductor and capacitor form a tuned circuit. That's how you tune the radio to the frequency that
1: you want. The English language. We lived in town. I liked it. I I listened to mine a lot. It was really cool because you didn't have to have a battery to power.
0: There's our homemade telegraph station. We can use it for long-distance communications. Oh, like, uh, what, three feet Across
1: the table. The answer is B. Voltage was named after Italian physicist Alessandro Volta.
0: We can see we're generating a little bit of electricity there. It's DC.
1: It's always great to go back and get a refresher. It Lo- sure is. A lot of that stuff, if you've been a ham for a while like we have, you-, you don't really think about a lot of that stuff that often.
0: They didn't have electric screwdrivers in those days, so that's why we're not using ones.
1: That's we went stores. primitive with it. Yeah.
0: So let's see if we can hear anything when we uh, we fire off our spark gap transmitter. Well, we didn't build anything or blow up anything today, but... Um, the
2: night's still young. <laughs> that, uh, that that spark gap tra- uh, transmitter would be rather useful for le- electrocuting uh, squirrels, so... If
1: you, <laughs> you could, could get close one, enough. You need to put one of those <laughs> right before the where the wire is on the tree, so they... Mm-hmm. we Would be trapped. I'm thinking about mm-hmm. operating that mode at field day this year. Spark gap? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I, I don't think these are going to help.
0: Yeah, um, you want to go in and let's talk yeah. about those. These are, and we haven't tried these out yet. They just came in this week. Uh, and let's see, we've got a seven uh, megahertz, which is forty meters. That's we 20. got a twenty meters. Uh, Vince, mm-hmm. who's going to field day with us, is um, he bought an eighty meter.
1: Yeah, and I've got a fifth, got to get a 15-meter. I'll probably order it sometime tomorrow or something.
0: And and these are all uh, bandpass filters. You know, last year, our antennas were a little closer on field day, and we had a little bit of interference problems splattering into each other. And we're going to use these bandpass filters this year, and we're just going to swap them around. Whoever wants to work on a particular band, they just take that filter and use it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cut down the splatter into the adjacent bands, uh these right here are made by low band systems uh they're available in the u s from dX engineering. It'll handle two hundred watts. I opened it up it's a very nice looking filter in there, a number of toroids and capacitors and don't go buying them up before I get mine ordered. Though. No don't order the fifteen meter one until Tommy gets his <laughs> and uh, that, that
2: does Would that work as effectively as a cavity filter?
0: Uh, let's see. Yes, I think it would be more effective because a cavity filter for uh, 20 meters would be huge. Yeah? That would be really
1: big. Uh, Oh, that, that makes it more effective because you couldn't haul it out there. Right.
0: I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for, for HF, yeah, cavity, we don't really use cavity filters. Um, oh, okay. You know, it, it it's just would be impractical to make a... A cavity big enough to be resonant at those lower frequencies, like that.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, as soon as I said that, somebody's going to post a link in the chat <laughs> room here on, a, on how you do that. But I'm, uh-huh. I've never seen one. I'll just put it that
3: way. You could operate from within the cavity filter,
0: right? <laughs> but anyway, we're gonna get. These are very, very nicely built. We're we to give one a that shot.
1: It was air conditioned.
0: Air-conditioned cavity filter? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how about a body cavity filter? No. <laughs> uh, we'll let you know more about how these work out at field day, which is coming up. It's not next weekend. Two two weeks? Two weeks. Oh, wow. We're going back to the woods. That's going right. Going
1: primitive again. Going
0: primitive again. Uh, we're going to try to improve a little bit from, from the setup we had last year, which was good.
1: Yeah, but it was good.
0: We're going to pitch that a-frame over the temps again, up higher to get a little more shade
1: in there. Yeah, that'll be good. I, yeah, that's, that's gonna yeah, because uh, there was a fire out there, and some of our shades gone. Yeah.
0: Yep.
3: So I'm still I'm still waiting for the real George and Tommy to return.
0: <laughs> you never know.
1: <laughs> how how would you know?
5: Hmm. <coughs>
0: Okay, more stuff to go here. Uh really not a whole lot more, but a little bit more. You know, High Gain Antennas is has teamed up and I can't remember his name right now, so uh what's his name? Do you remember? Justin Justin. Johnson. Justin Johnson. You edited this video. I did. And But you interviewed him. Yep. Uh, they're offering a new antenna here in the U.S. It's uh, been available in uh, I guess uh, over in Great Britain, in UK. in the UK you may could have got them here in the US I'm not sure but they certainly wouldn't be as well distributed as they are now through high gain This is a really uh, innovative antenna set up here. We're here in the high gain booth with Justin G-Zero KSC. Uh, what are you doing in the high-gain booth, Justin?
15: Well, we've made some uh, changes to the high-gain range by adding some LFA Yagis or Loop Federae Yagis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this gives some very new designs uh, and some very quiet uh, Yagi designs to the high-gain range.
0: So you're with Nov antennas?
15: That's right. Yeah, we're based in the UK, and, and we've been making these for quite some time, and we do uh, ship them to the U.S., but... Uh, the demand now for quiet antennas for weak signal working in EME has become such in the U.S. that we can't keep up, and Highgain have the platform to be able to produce them in bigger numbers than we can. Yeah, you
0: well, know, that's probably easier too with shipping and and building everything right here in in the country. Uh,
15: so tell us what what's the big advantages for having a loop fed Yagi. Well, the uh, the loop, as you can see, is laid flat on the boom in between the normal parasitic elements. The end sections are 180 degrees out of phase, which helps cancel side lobes and also keeps the front to back very, very tight. So you have like a torch beam kind of uh, forward lobe. This makes the antenna very quiet, and it means that background noises from around and below the antenna uh, are, are greatly reduced, giving you the ability to receive weaker signals. So for urban environments in, in particular, uh, it makes a, a great difference to the, uh, the user quality for um, the reception of the antenna or the reception of the signals. So
0: what bands will these antennas cover?
15: Well, typically, uh, and the, the, the most um, popular is 6 meters. So we do 6 meters, 2 meters, 4 meters for Europe, um, the 222 band and 70 centimeters. So all of those, including 222, are covered by High Gain now.
0: Okay. And uh, I guess uh, support and service through High Gain as well.
15: Yes, yeah, and also anything that's a bit more um, uh, problematic technical-wise, they can forward on to me and, and uh, I do that. So we get that done within uh, a few hours. We're, we're only, what, uh, five hours difference here. So
0: It's very interesting looking antennas. I... Uh, it, it reminds me of some television antennas I've seen, but I, I have really hadn't seen an amateur antenna
15: yeah, like it's, that. It's a native 50-ohm feed as well, so there's no matching device, and, and as a result, there's no associated heating, which means that uh, the antennas will take pretty much whatever the coax is capable of putting into them. So you don't have the associated um, power limitations. Commercially... We've had these going into tens of thousands of watts uh, without any problems at all. So, yeah, it's it's pretty good. So when you're you're looking at digital modes where you want to run high power and and constant high power, uh, putting that kind of thing into an LFA is not a problem.
0: So low loss too then.
15: Oh, yeah. Yeah, very high uh, radiating efficiency.
0: Doesn't look very heavy, so not uh, real heavy rotor requirements on this, huh?
15: That's right, and this one behind us, which is the 12 element, is still a 12 element for 2 meters. Uh, doesn't require any f- form of trussing, and is very, uh, very light. So I think in the U.K., the 9 element tends to be the most popular. In the U.S., everything tends to go a little bit bigger, so I think the 12 is probably going to be the most popular here.
0: Well, you've got to shoot it just a little bit further to get to the other side of the country. <laughs> That's
15: right, yeah, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, Justin, anything else you can add we didn't cover?
15: No, I I think um, that's uh, pretty much it. We're going to be working on some other designs here later on in the year. We have a a rigid quad which is using tubes uh, with two booms, one above and one below, uh, which we're going to introduce next year. So we'll be doing the R&D over winter on that. And also some very compact HF multiband yogis with a single feed. So that's all to come.
0: All right, appreciate you talking with us. All right, no worries. Uh, Very interesting-looking product there, and uh, we'd we'll like to see how, how High Gain gets these out into the U.S.
15: Yeah, great stuff. Thanks very much. Thank
0: right. you. More gold PL-259s, you think?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: PL-259s being slung around there. Oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah. Then then we got evidence of there. Uh,
1: Let's see. Well... Yeah, there was a Mike sighting there. It could have been a Chip sighting. We We missed Chip. Yeah, Chip... (laughs) Yeah, what I just said. Chip drove all the way over there, and we missed him. Yeah, and so did Mike. Yeah.
0: We... Uh, K9MIT, I, he may be in the chat room right now. I think he was yeah, over Yeah, he's here. in there. Uh, Chip, I hey, hate we missed you, man. I don't know, yeah. you know. I don't know. It, it's like, um, you know, I mentioned uh, to someone earlier that Hamvention was more spread out being on a fairgrounds this year and in different buildings. Previously, you know, it was like, um... Oh, where you got kind of that uh, shoot thing that you herd cows into to mm-hmm. put them in a catch pen? Harrah Arena was sort of like that.
1: It sure was, especially down there in that arena floor, uh-huh. where, like where uh, MFJ and ICOM and all the you know the main ones. Well, and even the the you know all the hallways and all is mm-hmm. just
0: kind of like you shoved in. There was a lot of room to, to move around here uh, this year, and so. We missed a few people just because we were in a different location mm-hmm. than they were at the time. Yeah.
1: So a lot of people we see every year we have we didn't see this year, but I know but, they were there. Yeah. and a lot of people that said they were wearing that were going were wearing the swag. I know for a fact they were there, but we just never did never cross paths with them. Yeah,
2: this was the first year that they've organized um, Dayton at the new uh, location. Um, obviously there's been some new people involved and, uh, um, uh, and, you know, uh, new, new location, as I said before. Um, how did it all go? What was your, what's your verdict on, on, did it, uh, did it work? Did it, what didn't work? How do you think, uh, the first year has gone? Well, there's
0: been a lot of, uh, talk about that on some of the, mm-hmm. the various shows. What's,
1: what's your I thought it worked pretty of? well. It was, uh it was more spread out like like you were mm-hmm. saying which was a good thing for the most part but it was in a, on the other hand it was a little bit bad to me because we did miss seeing some of the people but uh, i think we probably need to learn to coordinate that better maybe yeah. somehow but but overall it was it was a good venue um the flea market needs some some work cuz it rained some and it got kind of muddy out there where the flea market was and I, and i'm sure they'll do something About that, I'm not sure what they'll do, but I'm pretty sure they'll come up with something. Um, But overall, I think for the time they had and the first time out there, I thought it went really well.
0: Yeah, I I would say for the first year and uh, a new venue here, and they hadn't known for a whole year that that they would be going there. I mean, you know, the announcement that Daryl was closing was yeah. They only had
1: what like nine, eight, or nine months maybe to do it all, and that's a really big event to pull off in that amount of time
2: uh what about the what about the food vendors uh
0: was the food good well some people um, said it was i i didn't eat that much i
1: didn't eat that much either but most of the people that i saw said the food was really good Mm -hmm. um but we were always kind of in a hurry so we went to the shortest lines yeah you know Mm -hmm. where whatever we could get the fastest and just grab a bite and go yeah um, so
2: and what about and most importantly what about car parking is there, uh, is there good car parking there it wasn't uh, that bad yeah it, it depends you know
0: they they had off site parking lots where you could park and mm-hmm. they were bringing in people on uh, trailers uh pulled by tractors
1: yeah we got a oh. we got a a, a clip of a that a little clip of that here yeah No. I, I think as far as the parking the probably the bad the baddest part, the worst part about it was uh, some of it was in a field, and it got a little bit muddy when it rained too. So I think a few people got stuck. Could have been. I mean, mm-hmm. there were
0: a lot of lot of tracks through there. I guess my overall impression. Uh, I'll touch the negative things first. Buildings weren't air conditioned, although the forum rooms were. The uh, where the uh, vendors were located, the buildings weren't air conditioned. The first day, it got. Got kind of warm. Mm-hmm. Second day, that wasn't an issue at all. It was, you know, uh, pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, it rained for an awful lot of the ham fest, which some years it does, some years it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a lot of room. The buildings were clean. Uh, you, you weren't all herded together like in previous years. Uh, the flea market was, I didn't get to it. Uh, we just. Mm. We didn't have uh, time to get there the the first day, and uh, and Saturday, and well, it it had rained enough that it looked like it looked pretty bad, and I wasn't going to go yeah. through that.
1: Yeah, it, to, it, it no was idea. it was very muddy. And like I said, yeah. I'm sure they'll do something about that for yeah. next year.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tim Duffy <coughs> said that they are not they're not, um, not going to have all that paved, you know, by next year. But they are going to do something there, maybe they're going to pack the ground butter or something, but anyway, the the fairgrounds people are I think we're satisfied with the event, and uh, they want to have them there again, so mm-hmm. they're going to work together to try to you know improve the facility. so yeah,
1: we're well, good, that's yeah. good.
2: yeah well, I think uh, on we should on behalf of the hand community, thank the organizers oh yeah, and the people that put mm-hmm. it all together yeah uh, because it's a great. Um, you know, a a great occasion for hams to get together and see uh, a whole lot of new technology and and the like. The
1: biggest ham fest in the world, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I've never been to the Tokyo one, but I couldn't imagine it being any bigger than that. No, this one is is pretty doggone big, and I would
0: say there were at least as many people there, maybe more people there this year Mm -hmm. than in the last last few. I haven't heard the official count, but it was... It was a lot of people there, and uh, worth the trip.
1: Oh yeah. oh, yeah, it's always worth it. I I, I think uh, next year I'll do different, though, and I'll probably bring some uh, options of clothes, some shorts and mm-hmm. things, you know, some cooler options, because I always bring a jacket, too, but yeah. I didn't really need the jacket this year, but some cooler clothes on Friday would have been pretty yeah. nice to have. Yeah. And And, you know, this is not the first year it's ever been hot, at Dayton.
0: Oh no, no, <laughs> it's know, not. It's uh, I. I remember sweating out in the parking lot over at Howard Arena mm-hmm. some years. As a matter of fact, that's when I bought that stylish camouflage hat up yep. there. If you,
1: you should. You know, should uh, sport that on the show sometime. I should have. That's well, a good look uh, for you. It is. Um.
0: Well, I say it is. Uh, <laughs> it's green, so you probably wouldn't see it if
1: I sit here in front of the green screen. A well, well, a straw one on top of it might work,
0: yeah, we got one more video that we've been holding to the last year you know uh Jerry Ellsworth, as we mentioned earlier, is um been has been a friend of the show for a long time uh she's done a lot of great videos, a lot of great work over the years, and we we'd never met in person before, yeah, I had been on um An episode of Ham Nation with her before, I believe. But, you know, she was where she was, and, you know, I was here, and just like everybody else on there. Mm -hmm. uh, And just like these two guys, we're not all in the same location. But this is the first time we've we've ever really met in person. Yeah. And uh, we got an interview here with Jerry. She was um, uh, really nice. to. She hunted us down, as a matter of fact. Well, yeah, she sort of. Yeah,
1: we Yeah, we we saw her, and, and she was kind of tied up, but then she came back and found us for yep. the interview. So and we, we out also
0: really. uh, met Amy and talked yeah, with her, right. too. These two ladies, uh, very yeah, they're, they're impressive. They're amazing. Yep. Jerry, it's mighty nice to meet you here at Hamvention.
14: Wow, it's amazing. It's my first year yeah. here, so I'm uh, kind of blown away. What,
0: have you found anything good?
14: Oh my, I'm drooling over all kinds of stuff. The new ICOM radio. Oh, my goodness, I... I may have to trade in my was it seventy three hundred and uh, get the uh, fancy more expensive one.
0: Seventy three hundred is pretty nice though.
14: Well, the, the new one's pretty nice too. Yeah.
0: Well, you've got a couple of months, I think, before you, you have to make that sacrifice.
14: Well, I was trying to pry them to figure out when uh, it was actually going to come out. They're kind of uh, wishy washy. Like, well, maybe September, and maybe this price, and. Yeah.
0: It's coming. I mean, they did the same thing with the 7300. So what's your favorite area of ham radio? You're, you're actually sort of a new ham still. You, when did you get licensed?
14: Uh, about a year ago or less, actually. I think it was in September I got licensed. Um, but I, was, uh, I orbited ham radio for a very long time. Yeah. Um, it was the amateur radio operators in my little tiny hometown where I grew up that got me into electronics. So... They would get. They gave me my first oscilloscope. They gave me scrap electronics to play with. Uh, my first real soldering iron. Yeah. So, you know, it's maybe I'm a little embarrassed that it took me uh, thirty some years to get into uh, ham radio. But what I really enjoy right now is I've been playing with a lot of HF, um, you know, QRP stuff. Yeah. You know, take my seventy-three hundred and just turn it all the way down and see what I can uh, can do. Building lots of antennas, upsetting the neighbors, like had the neighbors yelling at me. Um, went to Pacific Con last year and did all three tests in one shot. That was pretty fun. Uh, it was kind of fun. The uh, the, uh, the folks giving the tests, the VEs, were kind of cutting up when uh, Amy and I, which maybe you'll meet here in a minute, um, went in to take our tests. They're like, oh, you're just going to do your general. I'm like, no, no, we're going to, I mean, Technician. I'm like, no, no, we're going to do our technician and general in one shot. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And we went through and nailed the, the first two tests. And they're like, Ooh. And they said, well, do you want to try the extra? I'm like, well, I haven't really practiced for it, but okay. And so I'm saying I'm really scratching my head through all the questions and trying to dig deep, trying to remember uh, all this the fundamental stuff. And I passed it. Wow. It was kind of funny, though, that... There was a guy in the same room who had taken it several times and hadn't passed. And so um, after I handed in my test, they said, Oh, you got the same score as this other guy who had, he had actually just passed, but I thought that they meant that I'd failed. So I just like put my head down and started to walk away. And they're like, No, no, you passed. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah, you know, I, I did my uh, general and extra in one setting. I had only studied for the general. I'd taken the technician years ago. And I, I waited till they dropped the Morse code on everything before I upgraded to general and extra. It, I just, I don't know, don't, I don't really care about the Morse code so much, so I just always had other things going on, you know.
14: It was the, the code that kept me from getting a license. They kept trying to push me into uh, getting a license, and I just got bored with um, trying to learn code, so I never did it. So here, fast forward 30 years or so, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do it. You know, so I can broadcast legally. <laughs> I, I've been known to be a pirate every once in a while. <laughs> is, that, is that okay to say?
0: Uh, Yeah, because there's probably no evidence.
14: <laughs> yeah, I went off into the ether.
0: Yeah. So what is your, your favorite part of the hobby? What are you enjoying most? I would think right off, well, she probably likes all the digital stuff and uh, the 2.4 gigs and all that. But that's not true, is it?
14: No, I really like um, doing QRP DX. Um, I'm, I am doing a lot of JT65. It's kind of a fun thing to do when I'm just hanging out on the couch and, and uh, watching a movie. I just like click, all right, CQ, and someone will come back and I'll click, you know, and complete the contact. And it's really passive and kind of fun. And I can, in between things, I can kind of switch to a different antenna and play around and switch to a different band. So it's a very casual way. Um, i'm super proud like my first ever contact on ham radio was during the worldwide um phone contest and i'm like i'm gonna do it. i'm gonna try to do dx on my very first um contact so found this pile up of someone in in hawaii and so i busted right through and made the contact and i'm like by the way you're my first ever uh ham radio contact and he like stopped everything and like like, oh my goodness, oh gosh, this is amazing, I'm so honored, thank you, and like, I, it was fun and I was proud.
0: Great welcome into the hobby for sure. So, what, uh, so HF then, that's, you like bouncing the signals off the ether.
14: I think it's very fascinating, like, how bands will open up and close down and, and uh, just changing the height of a dipole will, like. You know, launch at different angles. So I spent a lot of time messing around with antennas. Amy and I uh, built a giant mag loop antenna out of huge copper pipe, so we could do 160 meter um, DX. The uh, we were trying to do a dipole, and it was just shooting straight up in the air. And there was nothing we could do to get it to launch out flat enough to get you know over the ocean. So, like, well, let's try a mag loop. So we made the seven or eight foot diameter two loop mag loop with. Um, vacuum capacitors on it, motors to turn the vacuum capacitor, and sure enough, it launches out flatter, and we could get uh, um, across the ocean.
0: So uh, you must live in a neighborhood that doesn't have antenna restrictions, or you managed to get around them, like most (laughs) of us.
14: Uh, The first dipoles, we started sticking up. um, The neighbor was up the hill, like, yelling at us, saying, that's illegal, so, you know, I just pretty much gave him the middle finger and told him, uh, do what you must, and uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing bad happened. But good news, I've just moved into a place that has some property, so I'm thinking about uh, where I'm going to put a, that tip-over tower to get, my, uh, get some Yaggies in the air.
0: I don't have any myself, but that's really the way to go for the upper HF bands. Yeah. You don't even need an amplifier if you... <laughs>
14: I don't know, maybe I'll get some uh, big iron and some power and go after it one of these days. I want to get into contesting. I think that'll be a lot of fun, you know, just the excitement and thrill of it. Although I still have a lot of anxiety around doing phone contacts, like just doing that exchange. I just get really... You,
0: I'm going to tell you what I suggest to everyone who's who's got mic fright when they're getting started out. Find one of the nets that basically all they do is... Everyone gives their call sign. Maybe they give a weather report. They have a sentence or two of what's going on, and then they move on to the next person, and everybody says hi to you and welcome. And it, it really makes a difference because you just join that little community, and um, I don't know where you are if 3916 on uh, 80 meters is a good one. It's the freewheelers, Net. Uh, it's a real friendly group of guys in there, and know, uh, maybe.
14: Yeah. maybe that's when I need my amp so I can uh, reach you guys on the Freewheeler net.
0: Yeah, I, I don't generally get on that one. I do from time to time, but I'm just—that's a good good net to start with. But yeah, get your amplifier. I'm sure <laughs> we could talk because I can reach the west coast
14: oh, we're talking about putting a beverage antenna up too so there's enough property to start running some uh, receiving antennas so i'm pretty excited about that as well to see uh you know see if we can pull some weak signals out of the ether
0: so you've been doing video podcasts for oh i don't know how many years a good many years now you haven't really done much on that lately have you you've been pretty busy
14: yeah, I'm in the middle of a startup right now, so raising money for a startup, developing a product. We're doing augmented reality glasses, so it's pretty cutting-edge stuff, and it takes 110% of my time, which bums me out of quite a bit. But I've been forcing myself to um, do more stuff out of work, so ham radio is one of those things that I've always wanted to do, and so I'm forcing myself to do it. You know, hopefully I'll get some videos out there. I have a bunch of projects in mind that I want to do. Like, I want to do some tube stuff. I haven't done tube stuff since I was a kid. Yeah. So I've, I want to try to maybe mash together some uh, um, direct conversion and um, tube together. So I think I can probably make a direct conversion uh, t- commutating mixer out of tubes. So I might do that. We'll see if I can figure out how to do that. Um, have some other ideas around maybe a, I want to do a, a handheld tube. Like maybe 40 meter, handy talky, wow. It'd be kind of you know ironic and fun and.
0: I guess with lithium batteries, maybe you could could pull that off.
14: Yeah, may have trouble getting all the heat out of it, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, if I get it going, I'll let you guys know right away.
0: Great. Well, you've got Amy here with you today too, don't yeah. you?
14: Yeah, you totally should talk to Amy. Yeah. See if
0: we can convince on, her to <laughs> come on in. Hello. Hi, Amy.
18: Hi, nice to meet you.
0: Uh, what's your call sign?
18: Hey, it's Kilo Mike 6 Foxtrot Zulu Echo.
0: And you are a fairly new ham too, right?
18: I, I am, so I just got my uh, my general and technician this past fall So at Pacificon.
0: So what part of the hobby are you enjoying?
18: I'm really enjoying uh, digital modes right now, JT65 in particular on the HF bands, and I'm really enjoying building stuff. So I've been working on bandpass filters, uh, some mag loop antennas, Um, stuff like that so stuff that gets my uh my hands into actually doing stuff like building
0: yeah i've been wanting to make some bandpass filters myself i want some for field day where we've got a few friends together operating radios and they're bleeding into each other
18: so that that's what was happening with us so since we operate from the same location we were stomping on each other constantly and i was like oh i've got to do something about this so i quickly put together some hf bandpass filters and I've got a little board. I've got to put it in a project box now, but it's all set for, uh, uh, I think it's 160, 80, 40, and 20 meters. And then I'll have a switch on it so I can pick which uh, frequency I'm working on.
0: So have you tested it yet?
18: Uh, Yeah, I have. I've been using it a lot with my uh, KX-3, and uh, mostly on 40 meters and 20 meters, but uh, it's helping tremendously. So now we're not stomping on each other's signals. It actually works really well.
0: Well, I may need to get those plans.
18: Yeah, actually, I think I got those plans from a really old uh, magazine article. It's a, was it called a, a Butterworth? Is that does that sound right? Butterworth, Butterworth. Yeah, it's a Butterworth bandpass filter. It's pretty simple to put together. It was a really easy little project, so I think just about anybody could do it if they wanted to.
0: Then I, maybe I can. Yeah. I just need to get them together between now and field day coming up next month. Do y'all yeah, it'll help. do y'all plan to do uh, any operating during field day?
18: Um, you know, we're gonna try to make it out to Field Day. I think. Uh, well, wait a minute. Field Day is coming. Oh, darn it! We're gonna be on vacation. Yeah, we were hoping to make it out, but uh, it looks like we're gonna have to miss it this year. Unfortunately, like family vacation is coming up. So, yeah. well, one year. Yeah, next time around, and maybe we'll have that uh, forty-meter handheld <laughs> put together by then.
0: <laughs> so, what is you, what is your background? What kind of got you interested in? this type of hobby?
18: So I I actually got interested through Jerry, um, but um, I've got a BFA in sculpture, and I love building and doing things with my hands, and I started getting interested in electronics about five or six years ago, uh, building microphones and doing some other small projects, and, uh, you know, she had, I think she mentioned probably that she had mentors growing up that were were ham guys, and so she kind of came back around to it and got interested again, and she got me interested, and I was like, you know, this sounds like a really, really great hobby, it mixes a lot of the things that I really love, the electronics and the building. So uh, let's give it a go. And I've been loving it.
0: Just curious, what kind of microphones did you build? Uh,
18: little omnidirectionals, and right now I'm, I'm working on a ribbon mic. Uh, yeah. I, I've
0: been thinking about building one of those, but just.
9: I haven't got the, the ribbon
18: got... part yet. The ribbon part is like oh, so delicate, and I'm like really a little nervous about that. But um, everything else I've been doing, I even got a vibratory tumbler to. Uh, i have these really nice aluminum housings and i've been polishing them up and getting running it to anodize them they look really beautiful right now i'm so excited
0: that's great we'd like to see that when you get finished with it
18: I'll, I'll definitely uh put some pictures up and let you guys know about it hopefully it'll work really well um we'll see
0: okay great well we appreciate you was, talking with us
18: talking
0: to you guys and I, y'all enjoy ham that venture here yeah, you know too. it's uh it's a great event we come every year now and uh wouldn't miss it.
18: Yeah, I don't think we'll miss it next year. I think we're uh, enjoying this quite a bit. <laughs> Thanks a lot.
5: Bye.
0: Thank you. Pretty interesting, ladies. Really? Mm. And very, very technical.
1: I mean, almost, almost intimidating a little bit. <laughs> the, yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're super, super nice and obviously super smart. And you... I, I really like the looks of that loop. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and the filters
0: and, you know... what. I had already been thinking, you know, we need some of those filters for field day. And when I saw, you know, the one that Amy had built there, I was thinking, yeah, but I just had not got time to pull that out between um, now and field day. So we just
1: wimped out and, and bought some. Yeah. But that, that would be pretty cool, though. Maybe we that, could do some, that, some of that for next year. It'd make uh, an awesome segment yeah. and, and something useful, too. Well, these were, some, what,
0: like $119?
1: Yeah. Which is really... Cheap yeah, that's not bad. Like but uh, there's some other bands we could do also. Oh, yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe we could do something like that. Yep.
0: Anyway, <clears throat> uh, thanks Jerry uh, for doing that, and thanks Amy. Uh, great visiting with y'all. Great visiting Absolutely. with everybody we saw at Hamvention
1: this year. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I think I probably had the best time of this one. I think. Of uh, uh, it was, was some was just a little bit different. Something I just kind of had a little, little bit better yeah. time.
0: Well, you know, it was a little easier going, it seemed like, at mm-hmm. least from our perspective, because mm-hmm. we weren't huddled up in the middle of a bunch of people trying to shoot some kind of video. We just kind of shot when we saw something we uh, wanted to do. Yeah,
1: but we obviously shot plenty of video. Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: We didn't really have an agenda. We just went and, uh, you know, whatever we get's what we get.
1: Yeah. I so, uh, hope you all enjoyed it.
0: And...
1: Well, Pe- Peter, you need to come over and go with us one year. Emil, too.
2: Yep. Next couple of years, I'll, I'll work my way over. But I'll, I'll again, I'll do it as a round the world trip, and uh, incorporate a, a trip to Europe in, in the uh, the trip. Well, it's
0: uh, certainly worth if you only make it as far as Hamvention. It's a uh, mm-hmm.
1: uh, uh, you know,
3: yeah, yeah, it's, it's a true. tremendous event. One day I'll leave the country of uh, the New Orleans area and come to it.
1: country of Louisiana.
3: We'll
0: leave, <laughs> we'll leave the gap open. You can come through.
1: All right. I
0: don't think that's uh,
1: anything else you want to add, Tommy? No. Nope. I uh, appreciate you guys hanging in with us that long. This has been like the mega episode. Yeah, this is what we knew it was going to be long. Yeah, we're going on over two hours now. It's yep. almost a little... Close to eleven PM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just, just getting warmed up. Just getting warmed up. We still got three more <laughs> sheets of these to go. <laughs> no, that's yeah. actually well, you,
2: we've well, you got some great footage, and uh, I'm sure that the uh the viewers will find it very entertaining. Cool.
1: Well, well,
0: hope so. I, I, yeah, I hope so too. We just try to do something different every year that we can. Now, sometimes we do the same things, repeat it, but we don't like to. Do a whole lot of repeating if you don't, have yeah
1: to. we yeah, we didn't have segments this time because we just had so much yeah. videos, so I appreciate you guys holding them till next month. I know you guys have got some stuff and
0: and we didn't really set out to um to capture the aura of Hamvention this year and the new location and show you the fairgrounds and all of that you know there's there's a lot of videos out there that did, mm-hmm. and you can search around and find some of those, but uh. You know, this is just our, our uh, ham venture. This is what we did.
2: Yeah. So, we
0: had a good time,
2: mm.
1: Worked out pretty and we well.
2: Should, we, uh, we should encourage the viewers uh, to come again next year, because I'm sure it'll be bigger and better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: And it was plenty big, it, just like all the years I've been. There's no way you could see the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it, it's so huge. If you do come, Peter, don't plan on just going one day and then... And leaving? Are you? It's not going to be worth your trip. Just no, no. I,
2: I'll be over there for at least three days. That'll be yeah. a certainty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah. Looking forward to seeing
0: what uh, Peter and Email are up to next month. Mm-hmm. Uh, email,
2: well, uh, go ahead, Peter. Oh, I was just going to say I've um, finished off my. Uh, uh what is it uh my Bitx x40 i've added a microphone and made a few little modifications and uh we'll cool. get to see that okay an
0: email i i don't know what you've got up your sleeve but i know you're going to be doing field day here in a couple of weeks
3: no doubt field day i'll be listening for you guys um and the w5sla ham fest is coming up again for our slide l and we're in hurricane season. There's all kind of stuff going on, as usual. What's the yeah. date for that
1: ham fest? Ooh. Uh,
3: the, I think it's the, the third. Let me let me pull it up real quick. I think it might be the third um, Saturday, Friday, Saturday. Give me a sec. Ah, no. Click on the wrong thing. It is, oh, ah, second, July 15th.
1: 2017 cool well maybe okay. uh maybe we can make it down there yeah i've always wanted to go to that one i just never quite made it yep i used to go to the hammond one uh fairly frequently but i haven't been down there in several years either
3: yeah
0: well i guess that's gonna do it we hope to catch some of you on the air during the field day event we're yep. uh, we're gonna be four alpha again this year Yes, a plan
1: absolutely um Li- listen for us. Uh, what call sign we are going to use? We haven't discussed that. I guess we need to figure that out, though.
0: <laughs> this year's Amateur Logic Field Day call sign will be W5JDX.
1: We'll, po- we'll post it on uh, the usual social media places. Yep. So. And, matter of fact, what are the social media places where we can be found?
0: Well, there are a couple of them, Tommy. One is uh, the YouTube group.
1: Wasn't that kind of convenient that that fell right in there about <laughs> and, that time? And <laughs> I just happened to have the...
0: Steel frames lined up and ready to go here. It's amazing. Facebook.com slash group slash AmateurLogic.tv.
1: Google Plus. I'm not going to read that, uh, but we do have one. that's right there on the screen. Yep. <laughs> and you can follow us at AmateurLogic on Twitter. We also have uh, at Ham College as well. Yep. And,
0: uh Yeah. Yeah, we do, and we'll be back with another episode of Ham College at the end of the month where we're going to be starting the general class exam.
1: Yep, so uh, put your thinking caps on. It's going to get a little bit yep. tougher.
0: Yep, you technicians, it's, uh, you know, here's your opportunity to get a little a little background on the general exam, and uh, we're going to twist your arm a little bit.
1: You may actually hear the buzzer a few more times this you time. Will. You will.
0: <laughs> mm. We actually we went almost through everything in the technician question, and the buzzer never went off on me until the last two episodes, and it got yeah, it got twice. you one on each one of them. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: it got you a few times it early. Got me a couple, couple times, times on some yep. of the first ones. Yeah, but it you're right, mm-hmm. we're going to miss some of these on the general exam because mm-hmm. we're not. Uh, it's, in, it's inevitable. Yeah, we're not sitting there studying the the questions ahead of time. We're just hoping for the best so uh.
3: that that's how i knew it was you guys who were returned from uh the field day conspiracy <laughs> it's the buzzer once i heard that buzz i said "Oh, it's them
1: <laughs> yep. Yep.
0: that proved yeah. it all right thanks for being
1: here everyone uh well f-
2: hang on a second yeah forgotten something the store
1: oh yeah. yeah that's how you can get your swag next year maybe I yeah. guess if we do that again, yeah,
0: I don't have that one uh, lined up. I was going to give them a break this month since we it's, were running right <laughs> over. But you can,
1: if you do want some slag, s- slag, swag, <laughs> slag or swag, yeah, uh, you can get it at uh, amateurlogic.spreadsheet.com. Yep, and we've got ham college, a little bit of ham college stuff, more amateur logic in there, but. Uh, yep. Anyway, check it out if you're interested in in some of that stuff.
0: You know, if you if you wanted to watch Amateur Logic, where could you do it, uh, Peter?
2: Um. Well, you can either go to YouTube or you can go to www.amateurlogic.tv, and you can download episodes in a range of formats. Well, what
1: if you were just a TV type of guy?
2: A TV type yeah, of guy, maybe. Uh, Well, you could probably write to Tommy and he'll send you a a VHS cassette.
1: You know, you could use like a Roku or something.
2: Oh, a Roku, of course, yes. On On your television. Uh, You uh, you could watch streaming into your TV set. What if you wanted... Just go to search for the Abytologic TV channel.
0: What if you wanted to watch it on your iPhone, Emil?
3: On on the iPhone? I'm I'm guessing there's an iTunes channel or a... uh you guessed I don't right know about that one.
1: You guessed right. It is on iTunes. Yep. Yeah, Where? What
2: about the Edit Logic TV app? Yeah,
1: well, we don't have that. No. What if you uh, What <laughs> well, if you want to watch it at the drive-in theater? You Although know, we think, did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, we're pretty much out of yeah. luck on that. Pretty one. Be sure you've got your drizzle <laughs> guard if you do.
0: Now we had uh, someone offer to make us an app one time, but we just. We didn't really see the point. It's the not end,
1: that so. difficult. Maybe I'll do yeah. it sometime. Just, yeah. for, just to say we did it.
0: Yeah.
2: Where well, would you guys. Maybe you could show us how to make apps. That would be an interesting segment. Yeah, in a little more than 10 minutes. That'd be a long mm. well, one. Oh, well,
0: I guess that's going to do it. Uh, have a good field day, everyone. 7 3, thanks for being here.
1: Yep, 7 3, everybody. Yep, 73. And no, he wasn't rude. His name's rude.
0: We run into one of our favorite geeks here, Jerry Ellsworth. It, are you a, a geek? Would that? Are you a nerd? Or are you something else? Is there another term?
14: I don't know. You know, I think I'm a little bit of both, right? I'm probably uber nerd.
0: Uber, uber nerd. Okay. Nerds Nerds are good, too, you know.
14: Yeah. Yeah. i isn't it geeks are the ones that uh, memorize lots of uh, facts about movies or technical things but don't actually do?
0: No, uh, then I guess I'm not in that club either. So, yeah, yeah nerds, nerd works. That, that was from my generation.
14: Yeah, I like to do, so. Yeah. Make? Yeah, I'm big in the maker community.
0: Here's Gary, R R 0 ax Gary, how are things going in the Ham Nation booth here this afternoon? <laughs> Really nice looking antennas. It was, and I wasn't paying attention to the video. There was there actually? Did we ever show the antenna?
1: I hope so. In the video, I'm pretty sure I did. we did. I know it took some B roll of it. E- I'm sure.
0: Email? Did we show the antenna?
2: Um, I was in a chat room. Oh, <laughs> Peter,
3: did
1: you see
0: an antenna in that I, segment? I, I uh, was asleep.
2: I, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think
1: I might have missed it. <laughs>
0: Okay, I think we got some editing to
1: do. We just need to watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'm sure I did. I, I, edited, I I'm sure I did, but I edited so many videos that day, man. It's yeah. not even funny. It was like a dozen or more yeah. of them, I think.
0: Yeah, we might want to check that. We could have just got no a good antenna blooper. sightings. So
1: maybe we'll miss <laughs> that. Uh, Several people are saying no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cool antenna. If you could have seen it, you would have really liked it.